intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch your brain! Hey. If you're hairy, you belong on a motorbike. Welcome to the Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. This is your host, Stephanie. For some people, a simple warning is never enough. Joining me today are Jesse. No matter how far you run, he will track you down. No matter how you scream, he will continue to gather the souls of those who have sinned. With the hand that bears the mark of the son of Satan. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm fighting the dragon! Melissa. Yes, a big goddess. My salvation depends upon it. Your salvation? Yes. I need lives. I need lives for the master. And he has promised to make me immortal. She's got plenty to hang on your lance. Jonald? I do believe we found a cachet of the elusive spondulix, the unholy weed. Kelsey? Your worst nightmare is a fantasy come true. Be glad you're only watching it and not living it. Hellhole. Magic got to do with the soul, man. Only the soul got destiny. And Ben. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> See, I gotta love myself. Everybody thinks I'm a bastard. I just spent last night in jail with a man who got his head beat in for something he believed in. If you don't believe it, you get the hell out of here. On this episode, we're going to discuss Night Riders from 1981, a pick by Kelsey. But first, we're going to stop in at the Sleazy Speakeasy. I think, Kelsey, we're going to start with you. What are you drinking? Well, uh, I am drinking this excellent Samuel Smith's organic cider. Kelsey spent all her money on toys, so she just melted down the plastic. (laughs) 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 Jessup, what do you got over there? 
I have a beer from Equilibrium Brewing in New York. It is a triple IPA straight out of the Southern Hemisphere. 10%. It's uh, very, very smooth. And if you know anything about Equilibrium, apparently they're a pretty big deal. It's good. Steph, what do you got? Sorry, are you saying that you're a big deal because that's a big deal? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was gifted to me too, so put the pieces together. Yeah, even bigger, yeah. I'm beloved. Um, uh, I'm also drinking a gifted beer, um, and this is a collab between Equilibrium Brewing and District 96. Everybody's doing the collabs nowadays. I see like hairdressers are doing collabs too, where like (laughs) one hairdresser will do like the front and then another hairdresser does the back and it looks like two different haircuts and it looks stupid. Is that like a mullet? I don't know what it is. <laughs> Whatever yeah. they decide. It's, they called it a malay. Yeah. Oh, it's, French, a mo- it's called it's a, melange. a melange. <laughs> um, so this is a triple IPA um, and it's 10% alcohol. So I'm trying to take my time. Mine's done. I finished yeah. mine already. Oh. Thank God. And I, I'm and, I, and I smoked many. <laughs> Dive in. Many a goblin testicles yeah. died in the front of John's lawn. So we've, got a, <laughs> we've got wombat Jesse <laughs> staring at us. Yeah. Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> John, what do you got over there? Uh, I'm drinking more of the uh, Bolero Snort Stash from uh, New Jersey, and this one is called "I've Got the Lovely Herd of Coconuts." Mm. It's a Heifeweizen ale with banana, coconut, lime juice, and milk sugar. Is it yeah. good? Um, it's, it's good. It's got a, like a little bit of an aftertaste that I'm not too fond of, but the actual hit of it is pretty good. Does it have a creamy mouthfeel? Um, I would describe it as it's got a, like a nanner mouthfeel. Mm. I would Did describe it like a, like a monkey just shot this prick in my mouth. <laughs> no, what Jesse said. You. <laughs> Malilla. I am drinking a rosé cider by Shaxbury, and it is 5.5%, and it is okay. It is not oh. that great. Mm. Just okay. So mm. They can't all be winners. Nah. Oh, well, I don't, do we need to ask Ben? Because I can hear him chugging well, the bottle. Just in case you're wondering, <laughs> I'm drinking Mad Dog 2020. That's right. Mad Dog 2020. Let's put down this year like the diseased dog that it is. <laughs> yeah. What are you chasing it with? Uh, our, uh... And I'm, I'm chasing it with some Tasto. Kool-Aid Retro oh, Jammers. Nice. Yes! Rockadile mm. Red. I, I'm excited to drink that. There's no flavor. That. The flavor is just red. Yeah. The, the flavor yeah. is what you remember. Corn which syrup. is, yes, yeah. red. I'm excited, too. I mean, I legit remember that character on the juice box. The fucking, the crocodile. I, yeah. I hope your next shit is just pure red. <laughs> In a perfect world. <laughs> yeah, well, either I'm dying or it's Kool-Aid. <laughs> Whatever. What's the difference? <laughs> so we're back from our little mini vacation, Stephanie, that me and you took. Yes. We went real not really any place of a big deal like uh, up into the woods the woods and the, the went Pocono to Mountains. A, uh Mahoning Drive-In and did like a five move well we didn't do all five movies well, but they did like a schlockorama schlockorama four I and we watched uh King Kong vs. Godzilla yes and were the gargantuas and then oh. we peaced out <laughs> yes because by the time they were done showing the second movie it was 2am and I, mean, I was oh, like damn. and apparently they weren't done showing the movies till 5am so I, I fell like, asleep during the first movie so <laughs> oh yeah God. because they didn't start playing the movies till 9pm because that's when yeah. it gets dark so to wait till perfect yeah. and I drank a beer and Jesse coerced me yeah she was smoking into, weed with me I, Ooh, smoking, she was such a bad influence on her but she was bad. fucking she was saying some funny <laughs> ass shit when she got high Listen, about like fucking revelations about, okay <laughs> we, were watching, yeah. we were watching King Kong vs. Godzilla and she's like Oh my god, King Kong is self-medicating in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? He drinks these oh like a drink made of opiate berries and oh he gets a high god. drink so much because and he passes out. She stops oh like, my god. like is he just like really depressed because he's the only monkey on that island? And I was like, Yeah, what is he supposed to fuck? Like when he wants to have sex, he's this huge gorilla and he can't have sex with anything like oh, there's nothing yeah. that big. He must just put his dick in the volcano and just 
fuck the volcano. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my other revelation was that um, that he he's like very hornia, right? Because he's the only giant monkey in the world. Mm-hmm. What and did so we just say? that's why he gets really angry and he kidnaps women all the time. Well, because he can't have sex with them. So yeah. And he eats and he them. Just pets he's them. just infatuated by women. Yeah. But then you also said, which was funny, at one point you leaned over at me and you're like, come here. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh my God. And she's like, Jess, this movie is a little racist. <laughs> Is this Asian blackface they're doing? Because oh, they do. They do. Because all like the tribes people have like brown smears on their face. They go to an island mm. where they clearly have brown paint on them. That movie was fucking awesome to see on the big screen. And then more gargantuas you fell asleep for, but I watched yeah. it. Oh, that what a delight. It's is so fun. Did I tell you guys about how when I refer to Sarah as the green gargantua, she gets very upset? <laughs> so when she gets upset, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, would. sounds like a green gargantua. <laughs> Actually, I'm like, Damn. don't throw an oil tanker at me. <laughs> I love that movie because like the freaking, just the, um, the, the miniatures, like when the gargantua is like shaking the oil tanker, especially, it's so fucking fun. And then after that, we went to Jim Thorpe and me and Steph were just oh. like struck by... How stupid civilization is again? Oh, yeah. Seriously, and I was just like the lack mm. of mask wearing yeah. is was shocking. Don't you I tell mean, me what to do, you goddamn antifa homosexual! In- <laughs> I got a gun. The Poconos. Yeah, yeah. in the I, middle of PA, which is relevant to the film we're about to cover, and some trivia. I know, but it's not that far from Philly. You know, it was. I mean, it might as well be. So yeah. we were next to this. Um, we were next to this family when we were parked at the drive-in, and they were just like. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, dude! They were like choice human beings. Like I'm talking there like were some Ken- they were. They were like they could have been Kenzos. But the woman in there just kept saying how much of a joke masks are, wearing the masks are. I can't believe I gotta wear my mask to go to the concession stand. This is bullshit. Yeah, smoking cigarettes the whole time. Yeah, eating cigarettes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and she was eating cigarettes and fucking like Drano. Yeah, the way her voice sounded, just straight up scraggly as all fuck. Mm-hmm. But what? But anyways, when we went to the fucking cabin, we did have a nice little getaway in the hut tub. Yes, and it was really fun because they didn't ha- <laughs> they didn't have a TV. They had like a projector and a screen in the house, Ooh. which was Whoa. really fun. Steph was really impressed I was by that. Yeah, and I was like, but I was like, this is all really cool stuff. But can I just pee on you in the hot tub? Because <laughs> that's really why I came here. That's why I shelled out the money for the hot tub. Get in there. Oh, I'm about to piss on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to turn this hot tub into some boiling Mountain Dew. Steph's like, Jess, you've been drinking a lot of Deer Park today. Is there a reason for that? I'll be like, there's a reason. Was this, was this, the, was this A-frame originally constructed by Chuck Berry? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, I wasn't fart. I never fart on Steph. That's disrespectful. You never oh, fart on piss. Oh, I, never, I never fart on you. In, your, in your sleep, you do. Well, that's, exactly, yeah. that's an accident. That's accidental Chuck Berry. That's not purposeful. That's, that's uh, the Jessup version of Nocturnal Emission. <laughs> Everybody slow releases when they're sleeping. Yeah. Especially when your side it just comes it's the way the anatomy is just yeah. seepage is what happens you can't help it it's okay the farties of the night they're coming they're coming but we watched a bunch of like uh, movies when we were there on the projector we watched The Craft which oh, was man. like that movie's oh. excellent still it's terrible no it's good it's, it's pretty good it's, it's good it's, it's, so, it's good I heard a lot of people say <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like the Chronicle. It is a rite of passage. I agree with that. I don't know. Ben talked about he likes the Chronicle before. Didn't you say that before, Ben? Uh, the found footage one? Yeah. I hear people compare like uh, that to the craft. Like what? They, like they, the I cro- have never the, heard that. The Chronicle copied off the craft because it's like three dudes. Instead of three girls, it's three dudes that get like these magical powers and they use them uh, on people okay. and it all backfires on that. them at the end. Got it. Okay. But fucking Fruza Sure, Paul, sure, sure. Her acting in that movie is horrendous. That was great. And yeah. She, <laughs> yeah, Nancy but, but forever. Yeah. She gave me a, like a self-hating boner in American History X when she's boning. Oh, you're not uh, the only one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Something yeah. was happening there. Steph, you are like a like Elaborate, Steph. I'm talking about my husband. But we were talking about Robert. Uh, Robin Tooney has like the worst wig in that. Oh, I was, like, she does, yeah. I was like, she I was like, she has to be wearing a wig. And Steph's like, no, she's not wearing a wig. I was like, dude, that is a fucking wig. So yeah. I looked it up. First goddamn piece of trivia on the IMBD is that it was a wig because she shaved her head for uh, Empire Records. Yeah, remember Empire Records? Oh, that's so, and she made that movie good right witch before. In that? Now I tell yeah. everybody yeah. right now, listen to this, go back and watch The Craft knowing that's a wig. It's so bad. Oh, God. Push shit balls. It looks like a bunch of straws glued to yeah. a piece of cardboard that's on her head. It's like, it's, it's Newt Stahl from Alien that's just like all burnt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just a severed head. What they only, they mostly come at night. The what? The Feruza bolts. <laughs> By the power of three, don't let me see. Don't let me see. Her terrible week. By the power of three. <laughs> what was that TV show that they did for a while with the three witches? and was Charmed? Like, Charmed? Oh, my oh God. shit. Apparently, yeah. uh, uh, that, so that caused like a whole it's bunch bad, of like that's legendary. It's like along with people that love Buffy. Mm-hmm. Well, like there was a There's whole lawsuit. Wrong with Buffy. That no, no, I the love, dudes I love who Buffy. made Charmed like basically stole the Wait, idea from Kraft. Wasn't yeah. Alyssa Milano on there? Yes, yeah. yes, and she yes. was in Poison Ivy. And the, that not movie, the first one. She was in Poison Ivy two. two. Yes, yeah. she was. That, that's, that's Drew Barrymore. Was for yes, that, she was. That's Drew Barrymore. Foundational. Who did she bang? Tom fucking Scarrett, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> that was the one time I saw that dude's lip pump, too. From like pussy juice. It just like I, I, I didn't him. know you had such an extensive knowledge about like hardcore like, about, erotic thrillers. What's the one Surprise. with What's the one with Alicia Silverstone? And oh, Carrie Oons or whatever. Oh, oh my God. Where she, I can see the cover She steals the condom and it's she not the puts fan. the, the cum in her. It's not the fan? I can't remember. But it's a cum in her, huh? She puts a yeah. cum in her. What's that called? The cum inside her. That's called a twice baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> the extra glaze. <laughs> no, the best part of that movie is the ending when Fruza Bulk's acting and then she's strapped to the um, oh, bed and she's like, a oh. she's like, I can fly! Thank you. I can fly! I can fly! I can fly! Oh! Ah! You can fly! You can fly! You can fly! <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking awful, dude. But at the same time, Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To look at to look at is just like yeah. Not to be seen machi. again until the water boy. Every time Fruza oh, Balls right. on the screen, God, just mute the it. Next thing that she did, it's a, it's a no, ten. It's probably American History X. And then we watched a bunch mm. of other movies. We watched Urban Legend. Watch Urban Legend. Mm. Oh, I yeah. love Urban Legend. So like, many people in that movie. Yeah, there is. It was fun. It was fun. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. It's very stupid, Star-studded. but it's very entertaining, and it never stops moving. Yeah. yeah. And I made Steph watch. Uh, oh, the the worst part about that movie is Robert England's in, it, and he's yeah. just hamming Professor it up. Robert England, <laughs> mm-hmm. the 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 professor was like a four hundred person classroom about urban legend. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would have been in that okay. class. So what's this uh, course worth? Uh, one credit. <laughs> and then no, made- minus one credit. You actually have to take this course three times. <laughs> <laughs> I made Steph watch uh, a summer school for the first time. She never saw a movie. Oh, oh yeah, God. summer school. That movie. Eighties, hmm. bro. Huh. It is less like Chainsaw and Dave. Yeah, uh-huh. it's crazy because even when I watch that movie, like now, I'm like, man, this is shit would not happen no. like in a movie today. Like the teacher, like has a student living at his house and who then wants to fuck him and then yeah. yeah and then everybody thinks they're fucking but uh-huh. they're really not and then he lets the students have like a beer party at his house yes. and shit but does he have a, a picture in his house of all of his students and they're all just sitting there like ha <laughs> <laughs> like black roses we're best friends <laughs> oh what's that that's that's my best two students right there yeah. oh yeah. my my students are coming over yeah and my friend bill clinton's coming over yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> And then we watched a couple of new movies real quick. Oh, we watched new off. movies. Yeah, we watched. Um, well, we watched The Hunt, which I don't really want to say much about. Yeah, The Hunt was mm. not good. But the Hunt started. The Hunt was like got me so hyped because it started off so awesome with just it was stupid and it had kills. It just reminded me of like a dumb exploitation movie, like Turkey Shoot. Mm. Um, 
but you, can, then, you can't top 13. But, but then Hillary no Swank ruin it. Yes, she I mean, fucking totally. She can't. Her. She. It, they tried to make it serious, and I was like, "You started this movie off so campy, and now you're trying to make it serious, but also campy, and it's just stupid." Yeah. And she was. She looked weird, and I didn't fucking yeah. like her in it at all. So I kind of like. Best thing that. she ever did was Karate Kid. And then we, when we got back from vacation, we were like bored as fuck, so we tried to watch Vivarium. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, that movie was is like waiting for like waiting for so like a, a stool softener to work. <laughs> so you take it, and it's like sixteen hours till my shit's off. God damn! And the movie just never ends; it just nah. keeps going and going and going, and you never get that soft. I thought it had like an interesting idea behind it. But, well, it's like John said. John yeah. said it's like it's like if it was a Black Mirror episode, it'd be better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, How exactly. is it different yeah. than Biosphere? Oh, I mean, it's not fun. I, I Biosphere is fun. I love Biodome. <laughs> oh, Biodome. <laughs> and I'm just repeating it. I Biosphere. just say it with such confidence. You guys just go Dude, with it. Melissa, that Always. is... Wow, that was... Yeah, that was a cat. I think Just that's Melissa's cat. gift. She just says things with such confidence. You're like, oh, yeah, Jurassic theme place. That movie's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you never even uh, question oh, it. Oh, the yeah. movie Redemption. <laughs> big, big fan of King of the Earrings with uh, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> oh, my God. King of the Earrings. Oh, I've seen that. I have that right. <laughs> so, yeah, we watched a few new movies, which I think are worth at least mentioning. W- worth watching, actually. Yeah. Um, the Beach House. Mm-hmm. Which was cool. Like it was, you the know. The Beach House had such a cool concept, and there was did. such. All, and there, I don't want to ruin it for people no. that are going to see it, but was I'm. It? But I'm going to ruin it right now anyway. It's Lovecraft. There's right? fucking it's like. Lovecraftian, there's yeah. like clam people in it, and like they're <laughs> fucking awesome as shit. But they only show them one time. Yeah, they don't. They and don't it's do this it. Weird clam creature like digesting a person, and when they showed, I was just looked at stuff, and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought like if that was if they're gonna keep doing that, yeah. I was like, this movie's gonna be fucking amazing. And then that was it. Was it like Dagon better than just Color Out of the, Space? The ocean people. It wasn't nearly as good as Dagon, but oh, I yeah. love Dagon. It's really cool because like you go into this movie, like I didn't know, I didn't know anything about it, so I was not prepared for the twist that it made because I was like, oh, this is just some weird situational relationship movie. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. It's not that at all. It's like psychological. It's, this sounds way better than Cold Skin, where the mermaids oh. exhaust oh, and then the mermaids get fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, no, it's totally, it's totally better than Cold oh, Skin. No, it's, it's, it's oh, you mean Lighthouse? Right? Is it on Shutter? Um, it, we watched it for. Did we watch it for free? We rented it. Uh, it's for free. Yeah. 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 Okay. It might be on Shutter. Yeah, actually. it's good. It's worth a watch for sure. It has like some good. It has some good stuff in there. But if they would have doubled down on the clan people, I would have been like, Yo, this yeah. movie's the shit mm. because it has like feelings of like. It's like a weird psychological movie like The Lighthouse, but then it's got like weird parts in it that are like with practical effects, uh-huh. like kind of like um, that fucking movie, The Void. Ooh. And it kind of has like H.P. Lovecraft. They never say anything about H.P. Lovecraft, but it has like those feels in it. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of The Fog because there's this point where this weird like, oh. like fog just comes sat, down. You're selling it. Yeah, it's even like they're not trying to sell it. Almost like microbes listen, in the air. It's really like cool. It's a clam strip. But when I say it's like these movies, like 5%. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think it's worth watching. I mean, it's, it's, it was enjoyable. Yeah, if you go watch it for free, it's worth yeah. a watch. But then you guys sure. watch The Rental? Well, no. Next, we, we were inspired by that movie. We'll watch Sea Fever. Yeah, Which is another ocean Movie. Sea Fever was, was also another like it was <laughs> where whereas like the Beach House was more of like an American low budget movie. Sea Fever felt like a bigger budget. Uh, it was an Irish movie. Irish movie. Yeah. Mm. So that's all these like Irish actors that like the people you would rec- you would yeah. recognize was like shaboing boing. Yeah. boing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like Patricia Tallman in this film. 
No, Patricia Tallman in this film was like someone got a skeleton and rolled it in Doritos. <laughs> That's what oh she God. reminds me of. She's you know what? I'm fucking lick that cool ranch right up there. <laughs> <you're talking about, laughs> man. She's so fucking weird looking, dude. Uh, I think I think it's because like just her, a, it's just that clothing back I then. I think. Though. Well, I think her makeup and her eyebrows belong in the '90s, and then her body <laughs> belongs in the '70s. It's mm. weird. Um, sea, sea Fever was really I thought it was really a cool movie it was a, it was a cool idea that's also movie sea where, creatures you know it's another movie where I thought it was a cool idea it's basically about like these guys that go out like on a fishing vessel and this weird like um, what is it like a uh, Barnacle attaches itself to uh, um, to the ship, to and the it's ship. kind of coming through, and so yeah. it's the raft, and it's like eating through the ship, and so they go out there to the thing, and there's this huge creature down like in the ocean with like it's, tentacles, like, making and this, making these weird little things come up and like you know try to capture, I guess, like yeah. things to eat or whatever, and so like it's I don't know, there's a cool like a lot of psychological and like um like the thing it well, almost it's kind of because they're of. isolated, they're, yeah. all these people are isolated on this little boat together, and mm-hmm. reminds you of the thing, but then it yeah. the, the payoff is just like. It keeps like jerking you, jerking you, jerking you, jerking you. But then when the milk of magnesia is supposed to come, it's just like a thimble, and it's like it's not, it's not enough. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's free on Hulu though. If you have sometimes Hulu, it so. happens to me where I like I'll be jerking off for like three hours, and I'll be like, oh my god, it's gonna be so good. And then when I come, it's just like shiwiki. <laughs> like it, just, it, it trickles down. Who opened the door? So then I'm like, so then I'm like, all right, let me. I'm gonna eat myself a sandwich and try this again. So then I eat it again and I eat the sandwich, and it just fucking like power washes the wall. So I don't know. It's just weird the, the way I the body. Hate, I hate when that it's happens because I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna like glaze the wall, and I'm like, this can't fill a diamond tap thimble. <laughs> yeah, and you do that too as a man. You're just like, god damn, this ain't half a quarter. Come disappointed in yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I want my nut. I want my nut to be just like overproducing. Mm. Yeah, I want my men down there in the factories working overtime. So, so they, so what, you, they just be flushing away. Yeah, anyway? you want to yeah. be, you want to, you want to do double. Not I, want, I want my balls, Saruman, being like, no. rip them out by the root. I want my sperm to get the young sperm and put them in sweatshops to make more cum. <laughs> 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 they are the essential workers of oh Jess's body. Making these and, spermatitas. And and <laughs> yeah. oh my God. other people order their cum from me through Alibaba. <laughs> but you can only buy it in a thousand quarters. No, you have to you, you have to go through an intermediary where it speaks broken English and you're like Cummies? It's a robot. Google I, translation. You know, it's like I only want half a quart. Sorry, you gotta buy five thousand quarts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well the final movie we watched was uh the rental. Yeah. Which is a brand new movie. That's the movie I'll say out of all these movies, watch. Yeah. I thought I enjoyed it. It was um what written I think it was written and directed by Dave Franco. Dave Franco. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Whoa. And um starring uh Allison Brie. His wife from, uh, from Glow, yeah, and Dan Stevens, which I loved. It. I it's a Dan really Stevens. cool idea. Um it's don't, like don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, no, I won't spoil anything because I want you guys to watch this. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'll just say it's like and I hate using this word, but it's like fresh. You know, it's like a fresh idea. Oh no! And, uh, it's going to be replicated. No, is it, is it elevated horror? No, 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 no. No, no, it's not at all. No. It's not anything that's very deep whatsoever. But it's like it's definitely like oh okay, it's a fresh take on something. It's a fresh take on the slasher genre. Yeah. And it's something that no one has so done. So it's like before. a surface asshole yeah. you've never seen. Is it before. like the dupe? Exactly. <laughs> so like I like that surface asshole, but I've seen some before, but I like this new one. <laughs> <laughs> Steph's like, is he talking about me? <laughs> I'm gonna touch my face more. <laughs> Maybe I'll turn invisible. <laughs> and <laughs> does anyone else have anything that they want to? Uh, oh, I do. I, no. I watched several films. I watched uh, Tough Turf for the first time. Tough Turf is the best, is, bro. Mm, chef's Kiss, part Footloose, part. The Warriors part, <laughs> Breakfast Club, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's got James Spader 
playing a lead instead of like a prick, which she plays really well. And it also has uh, Robert Kate, Downs. Robert Downs looking like he's tweaking he's his coking. fuck all, oh. all Dude, he, yeah. but He's he, probably doing coke off Merce to me. And it has uh, Kim Richards as the lead chick who has crimped hair down to her back. And she's the sister of... She's a cistern? Uh, the cistern of Lindsay from Halloween. Mm. And I think they're both housewives or whatever, but I was yeah. trying to find like naked pictures of her. And no yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> um, as we all do, Ben. But it's great. And uh, it's like, I want to see this actress naked because I think she's really talented. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's maybe. Such like Kyle or Kyle, it's such yeah. like a lizard yeah. troglodyte part of the brain. Like, oh my God, this woman, I respect her so much. Gotta see her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so really, oh, I respect that labia majora so much. It's like, why can't you just let her be this, this special thing to like, you? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, why can't you do that? Uh, it's my right. <laughs> but, uh, the oh, interesting Kim, part Kim about Richards. it is when I was watching it, there's a third act, and spoiler alert, there's an altercation between James Spader and the gang of dudes who hate him, and mm-hmm. James Spader's dad get fucked up. Dude, the oh, soundtrack man. in that is legit awesome, it's great. too. It remind, the soundtrack reminds me of the Savage Street soundtrack. It's but good. I was watching it, and I was like, whoa, 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 we're definitely like veering off to the left with this your dad gets shot five times moment. When a minute ago you were doing like footloose shit with this chick <laughs> at this club. Well, I like how like James Spader is supposed to be like a nerdy kid, but he's like, in, but then like when he wakes up in the morning, he like gets his fucking, he gets his like air rifle and he's like, I'm gonna shoot these cockroaches that are on the walls of my house because I live in the poor area. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. And he's like peeking oh out of his God. covers and shit. But that's great. A great movie. And it's he actually gets, shot really well. And he gets hit on his bike. That movie's a fucking 10, yeah. dude. I like to see when they go to the uh, country club and they're eating yeah. all the stuff. Mm. Um, I watched R.I.P. John Saxon. So, in honor of him, I watched Hellmaster, which is <laughs> boy. <laughs> I tried to show that to Steph, and she wasn't having it. I mean, <laughs> look, here's the thing: there, there's like aspects of that movie that if you showed it to me when I was like eight to twelve, I would be traumatized by them. Like the idea of like I, jamming yeah. syringes into like people. <gasps> My whole like, problem is oh, that's a huge no for me. Just, thank you. I, I don't. Li- I mean, I can say if I saw it when I was young, but it didn't come out in like '91 or something. Yeah. So I really wouldn't have saw it, it when I was like young, young. But. Crazy aspects to like nightsticks with scythes in them and like fucking zombie cults and shit like that. But like overall, <laughs> the movie's pretty incoherent. Yeah. Um, I, I just like all over the place for yeah, me. Yeah, that, that movie is. Like, it just seems like a lot of ideas lifted from other <clears throat> movies. That yeah, that movie's like more like. Spookies was supposed to be because it was shot like two different films that were put together. But yeah. Hellmaster seems like a bunch of different scenes that were just spliced together into an, a coherent piece. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it is dangerously close to being like an SOV style movie. Yeah, I like the acting's terrible, so it has that going for it. It's got like the weird like kids that look like they're mummy. Ball- it's like yeah, it looks like the little kid from Spookies. Exactly, that's what exactly. I wasn't even thinking about it at the time, but that's exactly what it does look like. And then the, the the pilot from uh, Dawn of the Dead, the white dude, he's, oh, yeah. he's like the, one of the main characters in it, and he's just like, oh, try- yeah. he's just trying the to quarter. like reanimate or shoot these fucking, th- 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 I can't remember the story, but the story was so stupid. It was basically like, oh, he uses this acid to control people, but like, it doesn't kill them if he puts some of his blood in it. So when he <laughs> shoots people with the acid with he his blood, it, yeah. yeah, it controls them, but I just use it straight. So if you use the acid straight, it just fucking kills them. And, and I was, yeah, and and I was just like, what? So yeah. it's <laughs> well, the movie I found myself an, getting dumb, like an, trying to figure it out. It's like an editing nightmare and you can tell because like, yeah. uh, the, God, I only know him as Flyboy. I don't know his name. Flyboy from I don't know his name. Yeah, I don't know him either. in the movie. Then disappears from the movie entirely, and then and it's a bunch about a college kids. The movie, right? Yeah. They're a bunch of college kids. Don't know who the main character is. 
it like it's it's edited like shit yeah but i enjoyed the shit out of it <laughs> of course it was like the movie me and stuff watched today grotesque oh. just tell everybody how that movie ends with linda blair i mean she dies in it so yeah she's not you would think you think she's the main do you think oh she's going to survive this and get some revenge or something no She's dead. It's Goodbye. About, it's about an uncle. It's not even in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And he shows that he gets revenge in the end. Kind Grotesque. Of. It's, it, it's, it's awful. It's free on Prime. Check it out. It's not good. If you didn't like that, <laughs> no. two, if you didn't like that two second description, we, we just yeah. gave you. Yeah. It's about a guy's uncle. Wait. You know what's funny? I got that. Watch we, that movie. We were watching. I was like, so I, I looked at Jesse and I was like, so why is this called Grotesque? Yeah. And then you find out in like 10 minutes, like left of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Because okay. it turns out that the that the uncle that I told you about is really like he's wearing a latex mask that real, hides his grotesqueness. Yeah, he's oh really God. like quasi moats. Yeah, and so he's vanilla sky in it. All right, it's time for trailer trash. Once, courageous knights roamed the land, searching for adventure, ready to brave any challenge. Knight Riders. The knight is a fighting machine, disciplined in mind and heart, and noble to the death. Knight Riders. Action. Adventure. Romance. Heraldry. Pageantry. And magic. Magic got to do with the soul, man. Only the soul got destiny. Knight Riders, they ride for the crown. They fight for honor. That kid thinks I'm evil Knievel. That kid thinks you're William the Knight. You're his hero. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm fighting the dragon. Following a dream as far as it will take them. Because a legend lives as long as someone believes. This isn't just a roadside carny anymore. Not for some of us. It's a lot more than that. It's a whole lot more. You know that, Morgan. You guys, it's the most fun I get in my life. I just don't see you all breaking up. You think it's breaking up? It's money, Billy. It's all to do with money. Money makes the world go around, even your world. Small town jails is, uh, uncomfortable places. <laughs> Damn uncomfortable. <laughs> Throw down the gauntlet. Take up the challenge. A new age begins. Romance and adventure live. Knight Riders. The legend is born. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Our feature pre- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch! Yeah! Our feature! 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 
Preservation. Preservation. <laughs> Our creature feature. Our space. Okay. Space movie. Our feature presentation is Knight Riders from 1981, a Kelsey pick. Oh, yes. yes. This movie is a lot like another movie, Steph. Maybe you've seen it. Uh, the story of Izzy Cole, the lead singer of a tribute band. People keep telling him, you're never going to become anything. You suck. Don't quit your job at 7-Eleven. But guess what? He becomes a lead singer of Steel Dragon uh-huh. and marries Jennifer Aniston. You know oh, why? Oh, shit. Because God, Marky he, Mark. he follows his heart and his dreams, much like Ed Harris. Yeah. Yes. That man's a goddamn rock star. And that movie's called Rock Star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but in reality, this, this movie's like Game of Thrones. It was produced by public access television. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Featuring motorcycles. It was Game of Thrones, but in motorcycles. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Also known as Knights of Steel in Brazil, Crusaders in Bulgaria, mm-hmm. Knight Riders, Knights on Hot Stove. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. From Germany. No, well, these what? are these are Google translations, and I'm on board. Maybe I love it. It was Knights in reference. Hot stoves. Yeah, it was in reference to fucking like Tom Savini when he's laying on that oh, stove. Oh, he is a fucking oh, hot stove. Yeah. yeah. Cook me up some of that, Salamskis. <laughs> Knights on Harry Happy Trails. Asphalt Gladiators yes, from Greece. Yeah, that well, that, that's that also a gay porno. I love that. Because War, Warwick, da- Warwick the Davis is in that porn. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's rated R, had a budget of uh, $3 million, and the gross was unknown. They had it in a couple theaters, and that's about it. I wonder why. I often think like there's not enough, like, you know magical mystical movies out there nowadays so i was coming up with my own idea for a movie and it's basically about a ren fair and (laughs) they run out of turkey legs so the the one guy has to leave and when he leaves the fucking ren fair he has to like this is like a guy who's playing like the johnny depp character of the ren fair so why is there a johnny depp character the pirate the pirate guy he's the pirate guy of the ren fair so he gets to the wall. Jack Sparrow? Yeah, yeah, he's Jack okay. Sparrow. Jack in, in, this, in this Ren Fair, and it's played by John Oh, Depp. you know what? We went, because also, guys, we went to the Ren Fair when it was pirate-themed. Yeah, there's always pirates uh, at Ren Fair. So you know. this, this is common knowledge. There was like 30 Jack so, Sparrows. He, yeah, he gets to the retaining wall. He climbs the retaining wall. When he climbs the retaining wall, there's like a park ranger on the other side, and the park ranger's like, why are you going to get turkey legs it's 2020 you can uh, order them from amazon the village exactly yeah <laughs> but, it's, but it's rent fair version oh my god yeah. man i hate that terrible <laughs> it's not as terrible as me con- and it's not as terrible yeah. as me convincing steph that uh, the reason they call it camelot is because everybody rides camels there <laughs> i convinced her for like five minutes that was like it was like <laughs> negative god. five minutes a lot, a lot i of never camels. believed it I, I was like steph the indigenous people of winchester ride camels <laughs> and she's like really <laughs> <laughs> there's one tagline for the movie thank god it's all they needed the games the romance the spirit camelot is a state of mind mm-hmm. bless that's what this whole movie is it's all existential psychological d- delusions i just kept waiting for <laughs> for socrates to come up and just so great so great i was like yo so great why aren't you deep throating so great <laughs> <laughs> I am a philosopher. Suck my dick, bro! <laughs> Alright, it's time for Back of the VHS. Night Riders is a story of a troop of motorcyclists who are members of a traveling renaissance fair. They move from town to town, staging full medieval jousting tournaments. 
with the combatants in suits of armor, wielding lances, battle axes, maces, and broadswords. The spectacle of this magnificent pageant soon garners national attention, much to the dismay of the current king of this Camelot. A conflict arises as they try to maintain their fairy tale existence in a world wrought with corruption. Can they hold on to their Camelot state of mind? Media Homo Entertainment, 1983 release. It's a state of mind. I, I feel like, did it get national attention? Because I would say I mean, no. if one Italian promoter <laughs> shows up, then you've yeah. got national attention. Oh, no. It was in a magazine. It was in a magazine that like one person had a subscription yeah, to. Yeah, why are you fucking shady as <laughs> shit right now on this fucking topic? This is a fellow Pennsylvanian, okay? Okay, I get it. It was written and directed by the one, the only, George A. Romero. That's Yay! Right. So, I mean, if you don't know who he is, King you, you might want to do a little research about horror movies. I mean, All right, Rocky, I will. <laughs> if you don't know about him, he's also known as Gumbo George. No, he's not. <laughs> I take offense. <laughs> you mean Charles um, Wonder? <laughs> so the he, blind piano musician? <laughs> <laughs> bap, bap, the dad from Small Wonder? He directed Night of the Living Dead. I always wonder if that dad was fucking that daughter. No, 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 no. I always did. Did you see the pilot episode called Don't Call Me Daughter? Because he's like, <laughs> the beginning should have been, how do you hide pedophilia in plain sight? Make a robot for your daughter. They want to suspect. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, no more pedophilia. Yeah, it's all happening in plain sight. So, he directed Night of the Living Dead. Look at how that do- look season at how that- of the witch. Steph, look how that daughter was dressed in that show, by the way, like a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the Crazies, Martin, Dawn of the Dead, Creep Show, Day of the Dead, Monkey Shines, Yes, Two Evil Eyes, The Dark Half, which we also just rewatched. Yes, Steph. fucking so good. Okay, let's oh, talk I about need, that movie. I need to rewatch that. It okay. is a it weird is- one. It, let, let's just let me give you the synopsis. A kid's got a living eyeball in his brain, and surgeons are like, "Yeah, we've seen this before. Let's it's cut your it twin. out." The nurse starts barfing in the corner because <laughs> it's gross because there's a live eyeball in the person's head. And then they go to cut it out, but guess what? It grows into a full-grown man. But it turns out that finches hate eyeballs. Okay, well they're sparrows, and it's Timothy Hutton finches, versus, versus Timothy oh Hutton. So let's yeah. talk about that. I don't understand why there's birds at all. But, yeah, that's because what I'm they, because they came that they they take the soul. Finch, that's why they, uh, they take oh, yeah. the soul away. Finches apparently they hate souls and they hate <laughs> oh, and they hate eyeballs. They grow metaphor full grown in men. It's good. It that ending up. is fucking the special effects and the ending so were good. so good. So good. That's the whole point to watch the what, movie. What year was yeah. that? Was that 80s or was that 90s? It was 90s. 90s yeah. It was 90s. So Apparently, good. I was reading like a thing. That was when he was like tight. After we watched it, I, I read show. this whole like article about it like that was released like back when the movie was released. Um, and it was basically talking about all this sh- all this shit about what's, what's the actor's name? Timothy, Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton was like the biggest asshole of George Romero. He Mara, seems apparently. like he would be. Like he just like would he wouldn't show up for days and they, oh and they would just God. be waiting for him because like he didn't like the fact that he had to work out of pittsburgh because that's where like yeah like a brando the, complex yeah he just didn't want to come out wow and i was like god damn it i, th- I thought i liked you man loser yeah. that book also great because oh. i want to know in a world how could you be mean to george romero exactly. who is like widely regarded yeah. as a teddy bear when i see when i even hear people talking shade about that, immediately i stand up start slapping him in the face yeah. so that's why if i hear anything bad about this movie i will stand up and i will slap you because well, george isn't here to defend his movie I mean, yeah why are you looking at me okay? you dirty <laughs> dirty huh? mouth people music by donald rubenstein he worked on martin monsters tv show theme tales from the dark side tv show theme and bruiser yeah he's but he's basically an ugly john mayer he's the dude in this movie that's always playing his guitar Oh, that's it. That's, and, he, and he came up with that little, uh, little, uh, little ditty, tale. little ditty, yeah, yeah. 
It's like and the I bard. Think, that's He's a, the bard. The one thing I don't like about this movie is the soundtrack because I feel like it's such a weird movie. It's so all over it the place. It needs to be like a. It needs to be a weird soundtrack where mm-hmm. they just went for like the corny night pan flute shit. Yeah. And like when you have a weird concept like this, it's almost like when when we went to go see um what is it uh Gret- is it Gretel and Hansel? Yeah. It had like that. It was like that fantasy movie, but then it had like a totally opposite kind of weird soundtrack, like eighty soundtrack that made it like it like elevated the movie even more, made it like strange. That's what this needed. It needed like Goblin to do the yeah. soundtrack, or yeah. like that would have been so good. Cool. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Or but. like like uh, man, even if you had like a cheesy like eighties metal rock not, band, like not Jerry they, though, like they, Man War. Have you don't, no Jerry, no Jerry, no. Nah. Uh, uh, like, or like Tangerine Dream would do. have Tangerine Dream. Instead, instead of woofing, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I like. Well, I kind of I like the idea of Man War in the eighties doing the soundtrack for this because like they were their whole slogan was like they they're the ones that started like Death to False Metal. That it originates from Man of War, and like that's basically what Ed Harris's shit is. This whole goddamn oh, yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. It's like yes. that's the false metal. He's like he's all about his. Like, he doesn't want to sell out. Right. He's like basically like he's Sid Vicious, and <laughs> and Tom Savini is fucking Johnny Rotten. Yeah. Okay. Oh damn. They that got Nancy. That. Or like the Oasis Brothers. Oh. Um, but yeah. I don't know anything no. about. I don't them. like you anymore. I don't like your lyrics. A cannonball down a hallway. Who does this? Yeah. <laughs> what is the what the fuck is a Wonderwall? Special effects by Larry Roberts. He worked on The Spell, Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe. Woo! Yes. Strip to Kill 2, Live Girls. What? The Terror okay. Within, Tour of Duty, which was a TV series, Universal Soldier, Three Ninjas Kick Back. Yeah, Tum Tum. <laughs> Deadly Target. And also, you just need to get a Tum Tum tattoo or something. It's like your most, your most mentioned like thing ever. Tum Tum. And Hologram Man. Oh, yeah. I just want to talk about Hologram Man real oh, quick because of all the we movies. We watched that. Yeah, we watched it on the fucking screen stream. That's an OG reference long, from long many, many ago. episodes many, ago. Many, it's, many. But it's so fucking goddamn good, that I movie. I think that was the first trip I, when I came to visit Philly. Oh, really? When we were hanging out at your place, your apartment, watching so that. So the mm. main, the reason, cool. that, the reason that movie is great is because it's so bad, and the oh. main character's name is Slash Gallagher in it, so that's fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome, because I imagine, like, Slash the Musician mixed with, like, Gallagher, yep. what that would be like in reality, and it turns out it's a hologram, man. Welcome to the jungle, slap! Yeah, and he just fucking crushes <laughs> fucking Axel Rose's head. Um, but I want to read the, the uh, synopsis real quick for Hologram, man, and I may have done it before, but it's just so awesome. It will make you want to see this movie. And again, you can watch it for free, I'm pretty sure, on uh, YouTube. Five years after being sentenced to holographic stasis slash Gallagher is given a parole hearing. After an orchestrated technical glitch by his cronies, his soul escapes from computer prison and stalks the street <laughs> as an electromagnetic hologram. See this movie. I'm sold. You have to be. <laughs> the special effects in it are like terrible early terrible 90s like effects yeah with like the hologram this, this feels like almost like jeff fahey should have been cast oh fucking well, jeff fahey for sure funny. i was reading <laughs> i was reading like a, um i think it was a, um it was an imdb review of this movie and the guy was complaining because there's too many explosions in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so cast ed harris as king billy um he was in creep show the right stuff the abyss the firm needful things Apollo 13, The Rock, The Truman Show, Snowpiercer, and fucking Westworld. Dude, he, yes. He's always the most intense motherfucker. No yeah. matter what role he's doing, 
He's like an exfoliator. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> his, his acting skill is directly in contrast to his hairline. Yes. <laughs> you know what? If you look he at... He had to give it up. Dude, put a, a picture... Sacrifice. Like his forehead and his hairline, put a picture of just his face next to the Death Star and it probably looks exactly the same. <laughs> got like the same yeah. fucking contours and everything. What dude. came first, this or him and Creepshow dancing around? This. This yeah, came first, and then, first. And then, and then yeah, Creepshow. Yeah, Creepshow's yeah. later. Yeah, this is pretty there's, early. There's trivias with that. Um, there's a like a 10 minute interview on the Blu-ray of him talking about this movie and like how much fun he had. And then George Romero talks about like how he was kind of a, or I think it was actually Tom Savini was talking about like they stayed at a motel for like three months when they were shooting this and like they had like a marquee you know, the old school marquee with the letters and stuff like that that you can change. And like, he oh, was God. all about changing that marquee every fucking day, <laughs> making jokes. And then they would like throw M80s at people in the pool and stuff. They would go out and buy M80s and like yes. throw, throw them in the fucking hotel pool and stuff. As he seems does. like, like what, a, what a goofster. Like, I'm not like about meeting celebrities, but I'd like to meet Ed Harris, but he seems like I would be super, like he almost reminds me of the way I thought of like Rutger Hauer is how I think of Ed yeah. Harris. Yeah. Like it's got this yeah. like intimidability intimid intimid about him. Like, he, yeah. talks, he talks very seriously about this movie, even though he said he had a lot of fun with it, but he was like, basically like uh this movie like gave me my confidence to like act in future films because it was like the first like major creditor role that he had i mean you can we tell he, he was fucking 100 into this yeah. like serious yeah. like he sold on this role he was like i'm in fucking yeah, super serial <laughs> we couldn't have westworld without night rider some just, people yeah. use like acid washes some people use pumice stone i just watch a movie with ed harris and i feel like completely smooth like <laughs> my soul like a baby scrub. exfoliated like, like a baby's watch, bottom. watch watch the abyss Oh, I fucking it's, love the abyss. I haven't seen 80, that since it first came grit out. Uh, sandpaper on your face. It's fucking awesome, dude. You watch it. I mean, granted, that movie, like, you watch it now and the ending's kind of corny, but I, I like it's very nostalgic to me to watch a movie and the acting is so fucking awesome. Like, when he's just going deeper and deeper down because he has to, like, save them yes. and it's like keeps getting, like, the crushing power. Remember when he's, like, uh, at one point, he's, like, trying to reach out because, like, one of the ducks is closing because it's, like, filling full of water and he puts his hand out and his ring saves it. But in the beginning of the movie, he's going to throw his ring out because him and his wife are like on the outs and he yes. runs back yeah. to get his ring and he puts it back on fucking foreshadowing. And I don't even know why I'm telling that part of the movie right now, but it's yeah, just because I love Ed Harris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that movie's good. His acting is so good, dude. <laughs> That's no moon. That's an Ed Harris. <laughs> And then there's, who's the villain in that movie? Who's the villain oh in my fucking... God. I can't remember. Uh, All I remember is that his... Isn't it's, his, uh, it's, Wil Wilfred Brimley. No, no, no. Is it fucking... <laughs> what's his name? Michael Michael Bien from fucking Terminator? Uh, Michael Bean? Oh. No, Michael Bean. I just remember... I just remember... I remember... Because his name is Steph. Steph just deflated. <laughs> Steph, Steph, you, you don't say another last name by making it slower. Because I thought Sean beat my head. And now, I'm, now I'm matching Steph at a restaurant, and our and our appetizer today is white bean soup. White bean, white bean. No, like she's having a stroke. The only other person I can think of in that movie because I, it's been so long it's is Michael Bean. Is is the woman who's in it? Is like his wife, I guess, Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Master Antonio, uh, who was in. Scarface and amazing Robin Hood. She's fucking. What, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remember like the Alex Mack special effects in that with the liquid. Oh my god, I thought that was so cool when I was a kid. I it's was like, cool. what is happening? No, it's still, it still holds up to me. It, that, it looks cool when you just remember it from that same time. Isn't yeah. this like Cameron's turn? Isn't this where Cameron goes from like being like, I care about the movies to like, I care about the technology that I'm using to make the movie? Yes. Right? Isn't this like the last For time? Because sure. yeah. this is when he starts shooting about like submarines and like yeah. doing Titanic and shit like the that. Thing that's yeah. weird about, the thing that's weird about Scarface Science. is though, everybody just glosses over the fact that like he wanted to fuck his sister. Yes, he did. And, like, and that's like the whole movie's like, I want to fuck my sister's pussy, but no one ever talks Man, about that. I had a conversation with coworkers Scar about that Scarface. movie. 
And they're like, they were like shitting on Michelle Pfeiffer because of her, like the, the uh, sheer dresses she was wearing and like that she had no ass. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, she's a bombshell in that fucking movie. Uh, How are you talking shit on Michelle Pfeiffer? She She, she was skinny. She looks like Skeletor. Like legit. She was a co-core. So she looked like a co-core. Sometimes when I'm watching Masters of the Universe, I'll think I'm watching a Scarface. Because of of that. No. Okay. I'm going to continue. Tom Savini as Morgan. Um, so he, as an actor, was in Martin, Dawn of the Dead, Effects, Maniac, Creepshow, Be Cruel to Your Scroll. Oh. <laughs> There's a music video with Twisted Sister featuring Alice Cooper. Mm. Creepshow 2, Two Evil Eyes, Innocent Blood, From Dusk Till Dawn, Dawn of the Dead from 2004, and Land of the Dead and Planet Terror. Yeah, that guy. if I ever met Tom Savini in person, I would just ask him like straight up, are you that fucking horny? I have. I've met like, him. I didn't talk to him. Did you ask him if he was that horny? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Man, I wish I did. <laughs> because I would be like, I want to just to know. I don't want to. I don't want to like a a physical, um, you know, example. I just want to know. No, I want to know for my personal because I want to challenge him to like a jerk off joust. Oh my god! Where, like we see, we, <laughs> like, like I want to challenge you not to a battle of brawn. Or a duel of the mind, but a test of endurance. I mean, but he is like and way older than me. Yeah. He's so horny. Yeah, but he's probably in better shape than me anyway. His prostate. Will <laughs> I want to know. Him. I want to be like, yo, who's got the bottomless balls? Give out I will say that uh, George Maris said when casting Morgan, he can think of no other than Tom Savini because it was basically his character. So mm. yeah. his Grundle, his Trunchable, is probably like <laughs> slick like a Strumble. Dude, he's like a sexy sea otter in this movie. He's fucking <laughs> yeah. hairy as shit. Yeah. He's got like like his crotch probably does have like a million fucking Harris per square inch. Oh, I relate to like, that. On that crotchal region. <laughs> Ugh. So you're the badger? It's yeah, like I'm basically like, I'm walking around and I'm like getting kicked out of the house like Harry and the Hendersons. So you, you're both, you <laughs> Go are, home! You are both like ferret people. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patricia Tallman as Julie. She was in Night of the Living Dead from 1990, Tales from the Dark Side, Family Reunion, Monkey Shines, Roadhouse, Army of Darkness, and she was an extra in numerous Star Trek TV shows. As well as Babylon 5. Molly Ringwald. If Molly yeah. Ringwald was a fucking Egyptian mummy that was dressed up like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I thought she was a tasty treat. Yeah, I'm going to say she was Gorgeous George. Okay. She was all right. I know it's funny. It took me a while to realize who the fuck she was. Yeah. yeah. What about George Romero's wife? Why? The grease monkey? His yeah. whiffy. I love that fucking, I love that like George Romero was like, wanted Tom Savini to like fuck his yeah. wife. Like, yeah. like he's like a cuck. He's like, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Do parcel tongue to a pussy. Yeah, yeah. Do, do parcel tongue call to a pussy. Call it like a kitten. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much where I had to suspend my disbelief about this movie because there's no way Tom Savini no, is hooking up with that. but like you can see when they're supposed to be hooking up at the end. It, he's just like making out with her ear. It's just, yeah, like you kissing can, her You can cheek. tell like George is in the background like, you better not fucking touch my wife, dude. Uh, and uh, Ken Furry as Little John. Yay. Um, yeah. He was in Dawn of the Dead. Underutilized. Death yes. Spa. Yes. From Beyond, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. The Dentist, Dawn of the Dead from 2004. He had enough lines in this movie to be a character, but mm-hmm. I felt like they used him as a cameo. Oh, he well, was just was basically yeah. like a cameo. He's like he that was. in a lot of his movies that he's into. It's like where you want to see, like, I can see him being like a badass fucking like character, like, like a Fred Williamson almost, like, you know? Mm, yeah. But he's always, like, underutilized, and they never give him enough, like, just material to just, like, chew on. Even when he's in Dawn of the Dead, his lines are very limited. Well, this- like, he doesn't really... And his acting's always very subdued. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I imagine, like, he could be the kind of guy that's, like, very pissed off, but he would seem happy while he was mad. Well, just the nature of uh, George Romero and how he worked, like, 80% of the people in this movie were 
and Dawn people, of the Dead. people that either worked on Dawn of the Dead, Day yeah, of the for Dead. sure, because they were all his I mean, buddies. Uh, you know, Joe Pilato's in it for like three seconds, but he's you know yeah. a major major character later on in Day of the Dead. Uh, one of the main characters from Day of the Dead is is a vendor that you see for three seconds and maybe has like two lines. The main character for Martin's in it. And yeah, he's the he, mime. He just pantomimes the oh. entire time. Oh. So, like, a lot of the people that you see, even the stunt work and stuff that was done, was people that George mm. Romero had worked with for, for years and what decades. What about the random Merlin? Dude? Yeah, I mean, he's cool. Merlin, oh, we'll, we'll, Merlin, get, Merlin we'll get was, into that. Merlin was the only guy that he cast that he hadn't originally worked with before. Yeah. Brother Blue. Martin Ferrero. And he's the greasy, slimy, enterprise oh, bon, dude. Bon Tempe. Oh, yes, Bon Tempe. Jurassic uh, Park. He is from Jurassic Park. Oh, is he the one that <laughs> when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yes. Yes, yes. All right, formats. VHS released in 1983 by Media Home Entertainment. DVD first released in 2000 by Stars Anchor Bay. Blu-ray re- first released in 2013 by Shout Factory. Digital rent or own through Google Play, YouTube, Amazon Prime, and iTunes. All right, trivia. Executive producer Salah Hassanin entered into a three-picture movie deal with director George Romero, which also included Creepshow from 82 and Day of the Dead from 85. Apparently, George Romero has stated that the first cut of the movie ran for around a staggering 17 hours. I don't know what that which means. Is no. That's got to be all their B-roll for three months. Yeah. I, mean, I don't That was know. just them like, having like a good time. Ow. All the dailies and everything. I don't even 17 know. hours. I don't understand that. It was just like That would be like a TV show. Like if yeah. he had made it I mean, into a like TV how, show or something. Episodic? How could you yeah. even edit yeah. that down to a, like a two-hour movie? Why, why would you just keep filming that? We should have kept going. Holy. It's Ed Harris laughing for two hours at writing Seymour Butts on Marquee. Well, given this movie was two and a half hours long. I yeah. kind of believe that there was another 15 hours. No, worth of what I'm saying is more or less they, they there's no way they storyboarded because you don't storyboard no. 17 no. fucking no. hours. A lot of the, a lot of it was ad libbed and, and stuff like that because Tom Savini had talked about mm-hmm. how they were just like and insult this person and do this and like just you know have a rebuttal. Yeah. So they were just thinking of shit. Have a fly. random conversation outing a man around a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Why? Pretty much. Night Riders was the first top build uh, lead starring role starring role in a cinema movie of actor ed harris woo which is a little He's bit a big it's crazy big but i guess that, it's big really early pants. so i don't think about he's that. just like coming out full like blazing yeah mm-hmm. and he's not like doing bullshit theater acting like that's a problem with jeffrey combs i have a lot like when jeffrey combs is in movies he's like still doing theater even though he's acting yeah. it's not like there's like a difference of doing like drama in theater and then like drama in a movie and like ed harris does drama for a movie like fucking amazing whereas like when jeffrey combs is doing acting it's good because it's fucking terrible yeah. well, it, and, it, and by contrast Je- uh, jeffrey Combs is like in a lot of star trek stuff where he's like himself <laughs> he's an alien but he's himself yeah stephen king and his wife tabitha played a spectator with a loud mouth yes. opinion and a fairly messy face yeah hoagie man hoagie man and oh his wife god. love yeah. it Dude, he looks like a naked mole rat and he's eating <laughs> yeah. coleslaw oh my Could god they get any further in on those teeth is that oh, his I actual is that his actual beard or do you like this is like that's, soot that's is it like soot on his face <laughs> i mean peppered, i think I'll, he peppered graphite i think he there. probably did have pepper but like they must have like yeah just amped it up a little bit with some dirt because he's fucking his, it's yeah. like a little dirt little cocaine it looks like the remember the uh the magnet toy that you had where you like you took the the graphite and you like made yep. the beard mm, or the yeah. facial yeah wooly willy hello he's gonna love that motherfucker <laughs> so in the first me scene, and wooly wooly willy every day <laughs> r.i.p i gotta make your beard for you again bro why i keep falling off okay okay they were in the first scene of the, at the fair king was on the set because he was working on the script for creep show from 82 with george romero originally the sp- 
the script called for traditional horseback jousting, but while pitching his script around, producer Sam Arkoff said, put them, put them on motorcycles and I'll think about it. Give that man a fucking award. So yeah. Romero yeah. modernized the script in order to get the Can you imagine how... Okay, first of all, I love this movie. I'm just going to say right now, even though we're not doing that part of yes, the podcast. We're not there yet. But I just want to say... The fact that they are on motorcycles, I always want to call them murder cycles. This murder, is like this murder part cycles, of my brain. murder cycles. Uh, the fact that they're on motorcycles is really fucking cool to me. It's like, you know, it's way different than being on horses, and I wouldn't be as entertained if it was horses. Well, the, the funny yeah. thing is, like George Romero talks about this particular part, and he's like, "I fumed for like three months after this fucking motherfucker suggested this to me," and then I wrote the script, and I was like. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it, yeah. it, it makes it adds like this. It adds this like surrealness to it that makes the movie like yeah. overall so much fucking just, it? It it just does. great. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's such a great idea, and it's like funny that like someone, a producer, came up with that idea because usually it's trash coming out of those people's mouths. <laughs> but that one guy, I want to know all. Sam. I want to know all the Archive. tips he's given to movies through the years. Mm-hmm. Give me a list because yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker probably is responsible for all the great ones. Probably like that scene in Jurassic Park when the fucking water goes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He uh-huh. probably came up with that. Uh, he probably did. It's like you can make a fucking Jurassic Park and he probably, movie. He probably also wrote the line "Clever Girl." Probably also. Yeah. 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 Shot in the summer of 1980, the production shoot for this film ran for around 90 days. It's pretty short. That's about 60 days, days too long. <laughs> and how did they have 17 hours of film? You could film this fucking movie in in a, lot, a week. A lot of think, stunt, think of how many films prep. we've covered that were like three week, four week shoots. Yeah. This one was three months. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, they're just in like a yard for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, they did have to make a parade and stuff. They like, did. There's a lot of work that goes into the actual running of a traveling carny motorcycle event. Please, please explain. Just because. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, did you see? Man, explain to me. This. Wait, widen your legs a little more. We can't. Every time yeah. they went to a new you can't place, feel the heat of your taint while they, you're explaining this. Had, every time they went to a new place, they had an 18 wheeler full of topsoil. They had to spread out this 18 wheeler uh, topsoil. Then they had to make. On. They had to make a whole parade for people. Like that takes forever. Did you see them floats they have? Those floats are Epic. crazy. Where do they get all those flowers? They also had a warehouse full of all of their props and stuff, and then they had mm. a tornado come through and destroy everything. Oh, nice. So like the throne and like all the little accoutrement oh was Kutramont? all destroyed, and they had to re- rebuild everything. And then at the some cockroaches point. from Creepshow just showed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably were. No, this was before Creepshow. Actually, the cockroach. One of the cockroaches became Tom Savini and killed old Tom Savini, <laughs> and the cockroach is in this movie. Was, yes, that, Tom Savini. was that the Mandela mm-hmm. effect? Yeah. No, it was the Mangalo effect. <laughs> <laughs> no, staff, it was your mom effect. Uh, punch in the oh. face. Oh, oh my God. The picture was shot entirely on location, far from traditional England and Europe, but in the environs of me- metro- metropolitan. Oh, man. Oh, the Pittsburgh, environs of metropolitan. Pennsylvania. <laughs> in an interview, Romero said he loved filming in Pittsburgh because it helped give him financial and directorial freedom from be- being far from Hollywood interference. Mm-hmm. And being located closer to his friends and family. He said 90% of his staff at the time were all based in or near Pittsburgh, and it gave his crews better camaraderie. That's the way to go, honestly. Mm. If you know everybody on a crew, it's going to be way more enjoyable. Too bad Tom Savini is just a lazy fat butt who doesn't do anything. He never makes any movies now. He could be doing the same camaraderie in Pittsburgh, but what does he do? Gonna go to a convention and get some signatures for $40 (laughs) a signature. Come on, Tom. Signature? Yes. Yes. So I can make Get some- a picture and a signature. <laughs> you want to touch my skull? hair? That's 80 bucks. Hey, don't look at my fucking mustache like that. 
<laughs> you sound dangerously close to me, brother. <laughs> I don't like it when people look at my mud date. He's rocky now. <laughs> Actors Tony Todd, Morgan Freeman, and Lawrence Fishburne were considered for the role of Merlin. Morgan Freeman actually auditioned. Can you imagine Holy Morgan Freeman? No, I, I mean I cut. Okay, a little bit. I can. I wish. Holy in early eighties, Morgan. Yeah, I could watch and I could watch him narrate anything, Morgan Freeman, and I would be just the happiest. Yes. Like genocides, he could narrate, <laughs> and I would be like, "This is fucking. This is good wait, shit." Wait, and I'm sure he did. I'm Morgan Freeman, and the Jews were put in concentration camps. <laughs> the ethnic cleansing of Kosovo was stopped by Gene Hackman and Clive Owen in the titular movie called Something. Um, Ed Harris almost walked off the set at one point because of a heated confrontation between the locals, who were cast to play as extras, and Ken Free. Director George Romero stated that the, that the locals were rednecks that had an issue with a black man being on set. Look at my shocked face. Part of the, the same face. <laughs> part of the reason why Ger- director George Romero chose Brother Blue for the role of Merlin was because of his work bringing Sa- Shakespeare into the inner city schools and changing the lyrical stylings into jive. He is like my hero in this movie. Which, have, he, which he does in the film a little every bit. Every time he pulls out that harmonica. I want to go back and cast The Shining and have Scatman Crothers acting opposite of Brother Blue. Oh, where they're like uh, they're like the Shiners, but they're like brothers. Oh, I thought that they would, just go would, around. No, it would be an confused. infinite mirror of, would, of cosmic jazz. I thought they were just going to be looking at each other on opposing beds, making the same cum face and coming, <laughs> and coming on each other. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's like, no! Stanley Kubrick's like, what if I slow zoom in both their nostrils at the same time? Ah, ah, ah. For like fucking 20 minutes. Mm. <laughs> uh, he was deemed the official storyteller of Cambridge and Boston. Damn. Um, I imagine him going to towns and be like, I'm your storyteller now. No one tells stories <laughs> unless it's me. So if your neighbor Tom wants to tell you that story, first he has to go through me yeah. and I have to approve the story. Yes. Bye. He Love should have it. been Bill Cosby. Like, instead of the Bill Cosby <laughs> that did, like... So you, remember he did wait, the wait. children's stories? Oh. Like, the he children's. Where he would wear, like, a so little, like, Robin Hood well, outfit. Like, yeah. why wasn't it Boy Blue? Melissa's like, he uh. should have been a rapist. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's cool. No. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of people know him because he would just be out in, you know, like, uh, the Cambridge Square, Boston Square, wherever, just in the middle of these cities, just telling stories through the day. So a lot of people know him just from seeing him in public. But how old was he in this movie? Like uh, old, right? Because he was in fought in World War Two. Yeah. He's cheekbones. So I'm assuming he was 60, old, at least. Yeah. He was about fifty because he passed away in 2009, and he was 88 years old. Mm. Let's do math. We don't do math in this podcast. Forty something. Forty <laughs> something. No, he couldn't have been forty no. something. I'm gonna call Shannon now. Ed Harris was 39 in this movie. World War Two ended in 1945. And if he fought World War II, that's like almost 40 years later he was in this movie. So. He was a newborn. He was a newborn in World War II. <laughs> he was, he was, he was 49. He was, he was basically 50. He was 50 years old. Hiroshima! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. He was 50. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so many lives changed. Kelsey's like, Thoughtful retrospective on Brother Blue ruined. <laughs> they oh, told- I'm sorry. Uh, I was just curious how old he was. Ima- that's cool. I imagine. That's cool. I imagine like, Brother Blue, like, given a serious, like, interview, and he's like, I remember when I was a baby and they trained me to fly that plane. <laughs> it, they were training me to fly that plane in Hiroshima to drop the bomb, and I just kept pondering things as that baby flying a plane, you know, 
Just my baby hands, three month old baby hands, holding that big steering wheel. My little shrimp fingers, barely unable to turn. You know the velocity. If anything could have went wrong, and I had to shit myself many times because my legs didn't reach to go to the bathroom. Seeing them all reduced to ash with my tiny baby eyes, I feel like I absorbed them that day. I feel like I became a man, even though I was only three months old. <laughs> Look who's bombing now. <laughs> okay. I can imagine like the Asians looking up, baby plane! <laughs> they did it. We would blow that out of the sky with all the newborns in there. Who would do it? Horror has a face, and you must make a friend of horror. Help! Oh, no! Put me back in! Put me back in! Please, buddy, let go of my head and put me back inside! Ah! The makes of the motorcycles in the film are Hondas. The jousting bikes are Honda XR250s, while Ed Harris's bike is a Honda six-cylinder CBX1050, in case anyone wanted cool. to know this. I let you know all about the motor, specifications motor for the vehicles, just in case, you know. For maybe nerds, I'll, for bike nerds. Maybe I want to get into the shop, because okay. I'm a greasehead. And finally, Ed Harris, John Amplis, and Warner Shook all appeared in the same creep show story, the first one, Father's Day. Well, that's the best when he's doing his little fucking Ed Harris dance, mm-hmm. which I is... I fucking forgot about that. Unforgettable so moments good. in horror history. We will be back after this brief intermission. In your brain already full of mush, you want to pollute that worthless mind of yours even more. Seek out the devil worshippers and to purify their spirits by burning them! The man has gone berserk while watching a double feature horror program. Love and lust are the same to him, like being raped by the devil. His kind of love can only bring you sin, and his arms can only bring you evil. Beyond the limits of mortal fear, outside the realm of imagination, there's a place where every nightmare you've ever had comes true. (laughs) Pleasant nightmares, friend. Greetings, Lyle Listener. It's your old pal, the Pickerist, here. You must have done something really awful to end up in a place like this. Let me guess. You were burnt at the stake for practicing witchcraft. Nah, too old world. You were fried in the electric chair for cannibalizing your neighbors. Nah, too many calories. I got it. You're in league with Satan. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, the Santo, Demon Bigol! <laughs> it's like my mother always used to say. Get a job doing something you love, and it'll never feel like work. Well, let me tell you something. I was born to do the devil's work. Now, where is that infernal soul extractor? 
You see, people think the soul leaves the body when you die, but that's simply not true at all. It hides, and it's my job to find it. <laughs> right now, you're probably asking yourself, Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm just a lower-level corpse. Ask no more, my unindoctrinated friend. You can visit our website at sayyoulovesatanpodcast.com. <laughs> there, you can buy the latest in corpse wear. Leave a voicemail to be featured on Spill Your Guts. Or support the show directly by becoming a Patreon member and supplying Satan with cold, hard cash. Send your hate mail to sayyoulovesatanpodcast at gmail.com. Join the Devil Worship on Facebook at Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast or follow the Congregation of Degradation on Instagram at Say You Love Satan Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to be automatically entered to win a free t-shirt. <laughs> and before you go, there's just one more little thing I'll be needing. It won't hurt much. All of the mutilations, bodily dismemberments, and cannibal rituals were performed by seasoned professionals. Please do not attempt any of these stunts at home.
brothers who fight by my side. Gather my horse and weapons. Tell my family how I died. Until then, I will be strong. I will fight for all that is real. All who stand in my way will die. The thing about uh, Ren Fairs is like there's different levels of dedication. So you have like the people that are just casually going to the Ren Fair. Like they me go, and you. Yeah, they go like once every couple of years. Then you have the people that go every year. Kelsey. And then they get there's may- a middle ground. Maybe a little dressed up, but they go every single year. Then you got people that go multiple times a year and always dress up mm-hmm. and have like elaborate costumes. Then you have the hardcore diehard people that go like multiple, multiple times a year. And they have elaborate costumes like they're fucking centaurs. And then they buy those. Dra- they know all the, the dragon puppets. They buy the dragon puppets. Yes. Oh my god, I the, had one of the. And the dragon puppets are like five thousand yeah, dollars. They're some so of them. expensive. Like I was like, oh maybe only I'll, the big ones. I was like, oh maybe I'll buy one of them. Let's go in the store. And he was like, oh good sir, that dragon there. Oh, it's a great dragon, six k. <laughs> and then we went over. I bid, I bid the adieu. We went over to the leather mistress, and she made like us like sex handcuffs out of leather and like that have like fake fur lining yeah. oh shit what pretty sweet that was the best that was the best thing yeah but the, <laughs> but the picture i was like when i was googling like centaur ren ren fair people yo those people are like next level like almo- almost level. furries mm-hmm. almost furries. yeah there's like a betwixt of furry and ren fair people yeah there's gotta be like a little I, crossover. Myth- mythological you know cryptozoology creatures and furries yeah but you're bronies crypto, but here's crypto the thing creeps. here's the thing if you're so if you're a centaur your dick is not in the place that the horse's dick should be. So do you have to have another person in the ass of it with their <laughs> dick through it so you can fuck as a horse with the horse dick in the right place? I don't know. Or do you have two dicks and you have I your mean, human look, dicks you together? Can fuck and you, and you look, double down. And your yeah. horse dick on the back. Yeah. Look, they make alien dildos that deposit a egg into your vagina yep. or your orifice. As so, I spoke about on an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So do you think do so, they make a centaur horse cock for so, you to put? Let me, let me ask you this. Is there a thing out there that's basically like a horse's ass with a tail <laughs> and, you can, and you can have sex with it you just pull the tail to the side uh, and probably it's gotta be because we gotta find one so the movie starts with naked at harris yeah which any, <laughs> any movie should start the, that the way mystical king in yeah. the woods if you and then like it's kind of like a false start for me because like if you're gonna start off so strong with like 
a fucking delicious Ed Harris pasty like powdered donut butt. By the end, you're like priming me for great things, so like I better see like his Harry Harris right. you know, <laughs> at some point. I gotta yeah. see like the full ex- Harry Harris. Excuse me, milady. Might I have perchance a, a, a parcel of meat? Are we talking to good sir? Me? Yes. Uh, me. Am I supposed to throw it? Please, milady. <laughs> place another in my hand, please. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> who, who is this that has entered our realm? Oh, who is this meat-eating person? I am the meat minstrel, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we so we have Ed Ed Harris post coitus, I guess we're supposed to assume. Yeah, he was having sex with Celine Dion. Oh, we see apparently. some boobies. My, my my good sir, my good sir, please, would you give me would you give me a <laughs> oh meat? Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, one song I will give you. And here we meet our bravely king. His name was Billy, and righteous was he. He liked to stand naked in bogs until his dick looked like a moss-covered log. So he does stand in the river with his balls in the river. Yeah. And he, um, he lashes himself. How, how he many, self-flagellates a little. How many uh, flesh-eating bacteria do you think crawled up his urethra? Dude, I was thinking uh, it's a stank-ass river. It's yes. probably got Near like, Pittsburgh. brain-eating oh, amoebas. Yeah. Yeah. It's a radiation. All kinds of creepy crawlies. Oh, he's got Giardia for sure. Oh my god, he's gonna be diarrhea all over Celine Dion <laughs> later. He's gonna make her a bean coat again. Then he gets on a motorcycle. Fuck yeah! And his chick just looks concerned the whole time. No, we got to see her boobies though, and they were rad. They were big boobies. Yeah, yeah. Right? They were out there. Little Much bull. better than uh, Egyptian Ronald McDonald's. And she barely acted <laughs> in anything ever again. So then we see the the fairgrounds, and we kind of get a, a good a, an idea, right, yeah. of what we come like. upon the turn. Yeah, yeah. Which, the- which they accurately depicted because people are making leather accessories yes. and they're selling linked meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and weapons. You gotta, and- have your, you gotta have your meat linked. Yeah. I want I mean, a separation it, of meat. I mean, is it meat unless it's sequentially linked and you you eat it into your mouth like a tube? Like and you just slurp funnel it down. It, <laughs> and you just funnel it, just mm-hmm. funnel it like mm-hmm. a garden yeah. hose. Yes, but they were using a lot of power tools, which I feel like are a shana. Yeah, you kind of, kind of like why you gotta use, use what you have. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's well, not. It's I mean, not, I feel like there's not like that. There's not such a no. strict law. Melissa brings up a good not point. Warping. Listen, it's not like real punk, like minor threat. <laughs> it's like Green Day punk. Mm. Is what is what so she's pop, saying? Pop punk. It's like pop punk. Yeah. So uh, use them power tools. Nimrod. Use them fucking power tools. Pop punk. Pose, little bitch. <laughs> fucking pose. You ain't part of the struggle. You're accepting corporate America into your fucking pocket. You sold out, bro. You, <laughs> you sold better fucking out. put egg whites in your hair, motherfucker. We see Ken Furry and Tom Savini, and they're messing around with some weapons. Um, he made a new mace. How, right? really? yeah. so this is like introduction Which to the mace. A huge deal. Sure does. Like logistically, what do you think is more expensive to like maintain a bunch of horses or crotching machines? Or Crotch. Tom Savini's well, hair. It's a hair know. product. I think that's that's difficult, right? Probably the motorcycles because they're breaking them every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Horses are expensive Here's little unicorns. No. Anatomically, the way I describe a horse is it's like one of those houses on stilts, but the mm-hmm. plumbing is very bad. Yeah. And there's a tsunami every other day. Yeah. yeah. So two things happen to horses. One, jacked up issues with their with their skeletons and their ligaments. And Well, let me two, ask you yeah. something. You're because you're because you're a vet. Let me ask you something. Don't you think that like horses are like kind of trying to showboat around their asses? Like, why don't you fuck my ass? Because it's so <laughs> oh my big. God. And like, why? You know, like, is it, why? it is that wrong of the horses to do that? You, you know, know what? As a doctor who took a lot of equine classes, that's what I was always. Saying. Yeah, you I'm would, like. I mean, stop showboating that ass. Stop, yeah. stop winking at like, me. Like, why is your asshole so large? And why they do you, that when they're in heat stuff? They're always brushing their tails around so you look at it. 
<laughs> they're, they're trying. Are you it saying the horses flies. are asking for it? They're hitting flies away, Jesse. I don't know, dude. It looks like the gaze of Sauron. And now we also are introduced to Jolie's fat dad. Oh, yeah. Who, again, I mean, You're as soon as you look at certain people. jerk. As soon as you look at certain Daddy. people, like. Oh, he'd be hitting some people. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. He'd be hitting some women. That is. Yeah. That is. He's spousal tight abuse yeah. on two legs. He seemed like he was supposed to be a bigger character, and maybe he was in the other, like, 16 hours of film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like there was definitely, like, an arc of the story. We didn't get the full arc. Yeah. Also, like, well, we'll get to the point, but when she goes back home, like, that's yeah, kind it's of like, oh, cool. Half of your yeah. face looks like a yeah. grapefruit that was bruised, but we're not going to address <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, there was actually, like, it's 16 hours of him just going back and forth from Dairy Queen eating blizzards. That's all <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> this is your third piece of corn oh my god almost a brawl about corn yes typical american that's what i wrote um so they um burn sick burn there's some trouble <laughs> there's some trouble with the law typical american always wanting that extra piece of corn <laughs> it is my right to eat three pieces of corn okay it is my birthright to eat all this corn but sir, don't you know like 98% of your shit will be corn i want you to know <laughs> something that that statue over there told me i could have my third piece of corn what about President Corn? <laughs> in the president, you know, he's in the Oval Office making his corn deals all day. <laughs> what, what about the band Corn? <laughs> you know, that's my trademark. Jonathan Davis sends me a check every day. I get my corn money. Don't think because it. you change it to a K and not a C that it's not my money. Trademark. So, okay, Alan gets knocked off his motorcycle by... Mm. Jolie, which what? is important. This is all this whole opening scene is yeah. like a, as a build up for the rest. I of couldn't the movie. look at Alan and not think of face from the A team. Yeah, he does. Reason. He's totally. got that like yeah. really cut. Yeah, he's cut a jawline. Like a pretty boy. I guess he's supposed to be Lance Blood. He looks like he yeah, looks. He, ex- he yeah. does. He does exactly look from look like face mixed with fucking He Man, mm-hmm. and then you get this bra. So the cops, the local cops, are trying to shut them down. Basically, they just want to bribe. Yeah, right. They just want a cut of the money. Um, but Billy refuses to pay. And Morgan is like, dude, just fucking pay. We yeah, don't you feel like, well, this is so, the first like instance of, is, of uh, Ed Harris acting out of eleven where he's like, it's wrong. Yeah, well, I was yeah. just gonna say, <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's like a disparity between Ed Harris's acting against Tom Savini because <laughs> it's like watching a master at his craft like just go against the dude who's like painting with his dookie. Like, <laughs> like, and he's not. He's like, you're not even staying in the fucking lines, Tom. And he's like, me paint so good, poopy smear, poopy smear. And he's like drawing. He's like drawing with like a hunk of his shit. But it's like every time, every time Tom Savini acts, I can see the stink lines, like cartoon stink lines. Yeah, the cartoon stink lines come out of his mouth when he tries to speak words because oh his acting is that shitty in this it's movie. So- oh my god, there's so much like munching, I know. like like meat. Everybody stop eating your meat. So many wet meat sticks. The meat minstrel comes back. It's- we won't have enough meats to get Dude, him to go away. It sounded like a really old lady like putting suntan lotion on her thighs. Uh, come on, <laughs> someone's shooting about that. Yeah, somebody just. Game. So, <laughs> so the games start. Right, the games there's, are starting. There's Finally. a little procession. There's a wait, juggler. Wait. Dude, the guy that says. The games begin. When she asks him what he does for a living, he says, "I fall off bikes for a living." Don't you think, like, yeah. if a guy falls off bikes for a living, his teeth should look like Amy Winehouse? <laughs> <laughs> because he's pretty stunning. Whoa. He's pretty stellar looking. Yeah. This guy. I mean, look at it this way: everybody's falling off bikes. They're getting hit with blunt objects. They're for boogieing. So everybody in this cult 
suffers a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Dude, there has to be so many traumatic spinal cord injuries left to right. Like I, I wrote later, like it, there, like for the finale at the end, there was probably like a goddamn dude just building coffins and just <laughs> filling people and just dousing the coffin in lighter fluid and just lighting them because everybody was just fucking dying from fucking spinal cord injuries everywhere. Jesus, oh, yeah. this is I was trying to do it one breath. <laughs> one, one breath. This one is breath. A, this is an interesting model. Say with your chip with the one mm. breath. I'd like to create the NFL. Now we see Hoagie Man. Hoagie Man. Yeah. You know, I don't have the balls to wear anything like that. And he's, he's shoving a fat hoagie in his mouth. Oh Dude. my god, lettuce like, is like was flying, it? tomatoes slipping down. It was it a hoagie or was it a shorty? I don't know, dude. But no, I mean, that's a hoagie. That's there two miles of hoagie. Only thing I could see was like wet fucking like lettuce that looked uh-huh. like it had mayonnaise. Yes. It looked yeah. like he was eating coleslaw. And coleslaw is the nastiest fucking thing to me because it's fucking cabbage salad. Yes. Who in the history of time? Yes. Who in the history of time said, "Look at this cabbage. You know what'd be great if I put mayonnaise on it and <laughs> cut it up into pieces? People will eat this by Agreed. the by the bowl." If there was a food village where everything was made of food, coleslaw would be in the gutters. Oh. No one wants to pull it out oh. of the gutters and eat it. Ah. Okay. But I, I do want to talk Good about God. the fact that there are every, so many bulges. Yeah, so many bulges so in these, so in many these bulges. Full of their own coleslaw, one yeah. might say. Yes. <laughs> also, stop, sexual, stop my sexualizing men like that. Oh my, shut stop. up, Ben. You sit in that seat. <laughs> Help me. With your bulge and your little shortness. <laughs> Help me. You'll wear what we tell you to wear. Mommy said don't take the coleslaw out of your pants until the woman says so. <laughs> I'm Wait, are you in a bomber above North Korea right now? <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, it's okay. We've been exposed. <laughs> Charlie 5692. Scramble! Oh the babies come out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you idiots. Together. Here's the thing, I can see that this we're never gonna get through this movie. No. Yeah. The baby no. bombers. <laughs> I love this movie for look who's bombing though. It's like my favorite idea we've ever come up with. So there's some discussion here about new weapons, and basically Billy decides that Morgan can use the mace if he wants to, despite the concerns. Yeah, that it's actually going to kill somebody because Merlin convinces him for no reason. Merlin just walks out of the edge of the field and just like looks at Ed Harris, and Harris is like, "I'm gonna do this." Yeah. <laughs> so the knights enter on their motorcycles, motor motorbikes. And they start doing some sweet jumps. When I was watching this, I was like, just like, why couldn't there have been a toy line for kids? Knights on motorcycles. How cool would that have been? Holy shit, bruh. You might want to copyright that because that is an insane idea that would still be good today. Oh my God. So good. (laughs) Copyrighted. Copywriting right now. I think my favorite part about the opening scene with all the knights is that they introduce a lady knight. Yes. And then they introduce a black knight. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Super inclusive knighthood. Which is like a signature of Romero at the time. It is too. super signature, yeah, because he loves equality of characters. But I love it because this, the Lady Knight is the coolest. She is. She's such a boss. Mm-hmm. Badass. You forgot your basics. I'm just <laughs> sad that they didn't fucking get Ken. I imagine like George Romero wanted him to probably go out in one of those motorcycles. He's like, you goddamn crazy, George Romero. I don't know why Ken Free sounds like <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> but like, he wouldn't go out in the motorcycle. That's the only thing I can think because he's a fucking huge ass, like, like just like intimidating dude mm-hmm. and they're just like you just hand out the swords to people that's what you do ken bullshit mm-hmm. yeah bullshit are they motorcycles or dirt bikes dirt i bikes. feel like they're no. half and half they call them motorbikes i don't know what does that mean i think they're <laughs> they're higher octane it's funny just trying to listen to your three female <laughs> brains think <laughs> 
whatever you don't know well actually in the mid 60s harley davidson was like the main distributor of motorcycles in america and and triumph through the uk yeah that's true so you mm-hmm. almost always yeah, listen, what about indians listen to the man speak so the the like early motorcycles he's saying things real good <laughs> <laughs> like actual motorcycles before they started selling like Hondas and stuff that were definitely lightweight. Also, guys, I'm just I don't know if you know it, motorcycles, two wheels. <laughs> more classic vehicles that were extremely heavy and but where like does the woman sit? And only I think in like the late guys, guys, 60s. guys, listen, listen, listen. Three wheels, we call it a trike. Okay. Four, quad. Alright, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, if you, okay, if, so you if you ever see a motorcycle with one wheel, they're lying to you. It's not a motorcycle. <laughs> it's a unicycle, it's like skim milk. Water that's lying. It's Amazing not, video. It's game. not gas required. I don't want you guys to get ripped off if you go to like the fucking like try to buy a motorcycle. Okay, like the po- the price points are different. One twenty nine price point. So the joust begins. Let me say every joust scene. There's so many for boogers going on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Man, OSHA. I, they like. It's. They, it, I don't the, know. The, where's OSHA? Where's OSHA for uh, this where's whole o- movie? And where's OSHA Bosha? Right. My question. Or, question. Yeah. I need to know about that. But a lot of these, a lot of these forbookers were real. They had people on wires and stuff, and they were yanking them off bikes. And a lot of the, um, a but couple, dude, a couple of them were like actually like pre-staged, where they did have something in the spoke, and they were launching them off. Dude, the I'll give those guys all the credit in the world that there wasn't multiple deaths like involved with this movie. There they was, came close. there was a film, there was a film scene that made it into the movie where a, a dude forbookers off the front spokes, and he kind of lands on his neck real hard. It's and in this first. This, they're they're the grabbing first him, and they're like picking him up really quickly, and that that actually was an injury, but it wasn't anything serious. And then also when they do these stunts or whatever, like the bikes are going. We oh, yeah, don't know, yeah. like you know, so that like also they're part fast of forwarding. They're, they're no, actually, right, yeah. so also part of the show is like that they have to run over and try to st- stop these bikes before they run into the crowds. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. Pokemon again. Don't like acrobats. That's all. They're like the wrestlers on TV. They got the blood bags in their mouths. Now let's you talk, know what I mean? Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about coleslaw again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so okay the competition goes on and then uh, now Mor- Morgan's up he is the infamous Black Knight it ends in a draw so he gets to use that mace after all right because they go to the, the sidecar on the motorbike like when they side hex when they use the yeah the hand weapons well, I, I really like this this opening too because like the stuff with Julie and, and Alan is kind of like giving you a tutorial on what's going on and then the narrator who's kind of going in the background is kind of like keying you into all oh, this Pip. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. She's our eye into their world. That's what yeah. you call using expedition in a good way. Mm-hmm. And little Dicky the Clown. Yeah. They just, <laughs> sometimes they just don't know how to say no expedition. You know what's interesting. <laughs> they were on an expedition to Mount Everest. And I want to tell you something else. You better expedite my expedition when you're telling it to me. We're taking this expedition to speech. I ain't <laughs> taking it. Tell me something, but make oh, me. But tell God. me something. But tell me something quick. <laughs> <laughs> tell me something convenient. <laughs> you know, when I go through my fucking drive-through for goddamn McDonald's, I don't fucking sit there for a half hour. Tell me a story about how the chicken nut came to be. Isn't Brother Blue doing some bad juju? Because what he's no. he's sitting there making faces and shit like yeah. Ooh, ah, hoo, 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 and then fucking like he's casting spells. Yeah, and then fucking Morgan beats <laughs> he, the shit out of Ed. Yeah, he, he preemptively grabs his doctor doctor bag. Like well, he I knows think yeah. I think he knows that Ed has this complex where he feels like he has to prove himself, but, and he's like he can't stop him from doing it. Mm. But he also is like, I you know, it feels like I have he, to help you. He's egging him on to do stuff that he wouldn't have normally done. Exactly, like it just it was weird. And I got at the end of the I don't day, know. I never got that. I gotta blame. Me neither. Blue. I've, 
what I got was that Ed Harris is hard-headed and that he feels like he has to prove something. But when it, when he falls off the fucking goddamn bike, I actually felt bad for the ground, not his head. Because <laughs> that's like, you know... The ground like, just went... Uh. Yeah. Well, they say that crater outside of Pittsburgh exists to this day. That's some bulldozer head when he, fucking hitting that dirt. When he lands, I was like, holy shit, that guy's yeah. neck should be broken. Yeah, everybody should it's be so dead. so crazy. Oops. But am- is it a machine head? So Billy's pretty badly injured, right? They take him away on a stretcher. He's got this giant wound that apparently just missed an artery mm-hmm. you know whatever it comes back he's always getting wounds. his armor like cut into him yeah his pin- shoulder pinched him this is one of my favorite scenes though where merlin and uh the king like have their deep conversation and kind of introduce the king's like inner fight oh but the blackbird yeah, yeah 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 like the dream that he's had yeah he's mm-hmm. like the, he, yeah, he talks like talks about this recurring dream that he's had um the blackbird that he, and he's pretty sure that there's like it's going to come for him and it, you know this is his destiny merlin pulls out his little harmonica and does a little this is such a whimsy yeah. whimsical moment i so- hope all these people had good hmos though because brother blue's harmonica is not going to heal no potato quadriplegic <laughs> you know that's just like slowly striking across the field Excuse He's me, good sir. He's a licensed doctor. But chance, do you have a oh, little piece of meat for me, please? Oh, I do. I Another do. I do. One. Oh, please, thank you. Um, You're hungry today, sir. Um, uh, would you like a song, sir? Sure. A black winged bird, of this he was certain to confront his dreams. It would mean curtains consulted wise Merlin, the king did trust. Forget his body and feed his soul he must. And then, <laughs> we're all just shook by the minstrel I know, meat. I know. I know. Derailing. Totally shook by the minstrel meat is my medieval porno. Bas- basically, Merlin is trying to New tell him you right can't, there. can't uh, avoid, avoid destiny right. even if yeah. you try. Yeah, because yeah. he said like in the end, the story, if he had never tried to stop it, it might never have happened. Billy returns just in time for the final round. Where Alan loses. This is a whole thing with like Julie giving him a charm. Yeah. He's like, oh, if I touch a charm from another dude, it's going to be bad luck. But it's fine for the first fight, but and the second like, fight, well, not And he's basically like, it's gross. What did you fuck your dad? I don't want this. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like a weird. Like, unless like, you guys yeah. are step relations, because step relations is good porn these no. days. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like some things are implied and not said. And that was definitely more like implied that that was happening. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> So at the end of the sh- of their their show, they open it up to any locals who have motorcycles, which seems like a really that terrible idea. That seems like an insurance yeah. nightmare. Yes, yes, yes it is. Yes. I mean, they, they're signing waivers and getting helmets. This is the goofiest, like, Muppet movie shit. Where he, hit, where he hits, like, six signs oh and then my for God, a like, and By the way, look out for that barn. Yeah. This and is farm fresh cukes, soups, eggplants, tomatoes. <laughs> right, right here is where I have a quote from Sarah. Is this Kelsey's pick? Her whimsical loving ass. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> it feels like the the violence feels like Looney Tunes. Oh my god! And it then does. he he Mac and me is like off the ravine into yeah. the lake. Well, the yeah. dude that plays chicken with uh, uh, with with Rocky and and his bike goes into the into a field and then <laughs> just and just explodes yeah, yes. explodes and for no reason. Twenty feet further, and then, yeah. you, and then you get to see, you get to feel sympathy for a neo-Nazi like crying over his. I guess. Hell no, bike. there's no sympathy. You forgot the basics. 
I love it. Fucking basic that bitch. Shit, like the first time I ever saw that, I was crying, laughing because it yeah, comes waiting. out of nowhere. Well, yeah, you're waiting it's for the so slapstick, like the shitty Benny Hill music to start in the chase. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yes. They, they did go a little Duke's a Hazard sometimes. Yeah, there was there was a little like redneck banjo chase scene music. I love it. I mean, rednecks they just love a good old chase. Give them a chase, you know. So after the show is over, what we find out is. These people are v- real committed to this lifestyle. Yep. Yeah, I told right? you. That, gy- that gypsy life. Yeah. They be the cross punks. They're making, the they're making their big beans over the fire. Mm-hmm. Somebody's singing a song about <laughs> monkeys in the tree. <laughs> Better not monkey with me. Uh, but this is when uh, Lynn is uh, telling Billy that when he starts acting crazy, which apparently he's been doing a lot lately, that he makes everyone question their decision to be there. Mm-hmm. Right? Because everyone has so it's basically joined like the po- it's basically on the- like the podcast. Yeah, basically. <laughs> People come here because they love it. And when you start talking about the Holocaust, we all get uncomfortable. <laughs> when you start Quest- talking about babies dropping nukes, we get uncomfortable. <laughs> Nobody wants to remember what we did to those babies. They were experiments that the government tried to cover up, you know, and then it came to light in the 80s, but we tried to bury all the knowledge. <laughs> Baby Desert Storm was a sham. (laughs) (laughs) We should have never gave them. We should have never gave them baby stilts. It's like the uh, trailer for Terminator, but it's babies on like stilts, crushing skulls. (laughs) 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 I mean, like, like we could win this fight. I mean, the babies don't have the fontanelles that are fused yet, so we can just push in their skulls (laughs) with our thumbs. No, no, it's just do 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 do. So, um, a bunch of them are like sitting around the fire, right? And this is when Morgan is saying that, like, you know, he's basically only there because he loves the bikes. And then Angie basically outs outs Pip to everyone Mm -hmm. repeatedly for like 10 minutes straight. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable. Do you know who you are, Pippin? Well, yeah, I was in The Hobbits and (laughs) helped with that. Uh, so the cops show up in the middle of the night I played Warwick the Davis <laughs> <laughs> the bacon so they knock on the trailer and uh, they pull a gun on Bagman tell him to get out and basically search it to find some drugs um, meanwhile Tuck takes his truck and gets away and interrupts Alan and Joy and then you just get in the woods. so the cops find weed in the trailer um, but basically again he just wants to be paid Right, so he's just trying to get money from them. Mm. But Billy's like, no, fuck that. Um, Takes to 11 If you're going to take him to jail, you're going to take me to jail too. And then I'll be a witness in case anything happens. So this shakedown is not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Oh. Whoa. Not only does the shakedown happen, but we get like, I think, a mid-edited scene where Ed Harris is already screaming at the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. Yeah. yeah that, the cut is super intense because yeah. you're still in like, Forest Ren Fair mode, yeah, uh, you know, and you're then all of a sudden crickets. it's like small town jail getting and, fucked up. And here's this like a monkey, like just oh, he like, is. like yeah, ramming just around. Well, it's it's like, ours. This part like takes you like takes all like your trust away because you're like, I thought this was a fun movie, oh, like, yeah. and the cops basically just raping this guy in I the mean, cell. I mean, uh, Benny looked at Sarah and was like, "Where's the whimsy? Where is it?" <laughs> no, I was like, "Thank fucking god!" Now back to the prison violence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The best part about all this is when Billy's in jail, the Lynette mm-hmm. takes charge of everything oh, immediately. Yeah. She's like, ooh, girl power. My turn. Okay. Yeah. You do this. You do this. Here and, we go. Right, yeah. because Billy told them to stay there, but he was, she was like, yeah, no, we're packing up tonight and we're getting yeah. out of here. and moving yeah. on. 
pussy power. And they were yeah. looking for Steven, their fucking lawyer or something right. the whole time, too. He was supposed to meet them halfway to the next town. So they're like, yeah, yeah. So like, go ahead to the next town and get Steve because he's in jail. He's like, yeah, let's meet in Bakersfield because that's where Corn's from. You know the <laughs> band Corn, don't you? And they do like, uh, they're on the, everyone's on the road at this point and they do meet up with um, Steve. Steve. Well, before that, there's a heart to heart between Pip and Angie. Pip and Angie, yeah. where they kind of reconcile, mm. and then Pip's like, "Okay, you get me. I like the cacks. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna hook up with little Dicky at the end. <laughs> oh, he definitely looks like little yes. Dicky. Yes. I can't cute. unsee him because he's in Dawn of the Dead, and he's like this exactly. cop who's got lazy eye. And every time I look at him, I'm like, "Are you the cop of lazy eye that asks for cigarettes?" So meanwhile, they do finally, I guess, get a hold of the sheriff because he goes to the jail and he gets Billy and Bagman out, and he's yeah. fucking pissed that his vacation was ruined i legit think that ed harris was like it was supposed to just like storm off and they were and i was just like no i'm gonna see if these three guys can hold me back yeah i'm gonna go after this deputy <laughs> yeah dude, they look surprised i 100 percent believe it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every scene that dude's all in no he's like what. let me at him <laughs> dude weighs 120 wet i swear to god if one particle of my forehead gets on you you're done i think every, you're done everybody offsets probably always talk about his hair like what's with his hair it looks like a bird made a nest and gave up like halfway through <laughs> He's got that waistline that men had in the like 80s and 70s slim where it's like they were so like a size tiny. 12. <laughs> and it's like, how did your organs even fucking fit in there, dude? Oh, this one they run in the Bon, temp- bon Tempe. Bon Tempe. It means good time in Italian, yeah. you know, like the reach around with the calzone. Because <laughs> they're putting up all their signs in the, in the town to kind of, you know, get some interest. And um, we meet the TV executive. Yep. And, uh, I just want to say the for the record, what's, what's um, George Romero's wife's name in this movie? Angie. Angie. I want to say Angie's bucket hat. Bucket hats, one of my worst top-rated hats ever. (laughs) I will have sex with you in a fucking sun visor. I will fucking shit on you in a sombrero. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, I will will fuck you in the ass, Steph, in a fucking paperboy news hat. But I am not fucking ever going to fucking put my penis out to anybody that has got a bucket hat on. It's a terrible hat. You have strong feelings about that. I respect it. They are fucking awful. (laughs) What about like a Jamiroqua hat? No. (laughs) No, no, no. Because we're living virtual reality. We meet Sheila and we meet the photographer and we find Uh out that there's interest. She wants to have like a fucking picked up by the network. And Kathleen Turner. And Von Tempe is a like Vegas promoter who does like, he tries to like mass market shows for Vegas. Well, but Tuck the Friar and that photographer lady are making fuck eyes at each other. Passions immediately. And that... And that Kathleen Turner bitch wants some of that fucking Savini Nutella. Oh, when he mm-hmm. rides up, she wants to jump his bones. I, I mean, when a woman in a movie like foreshadows by biting her lip, mm-hmm. that's pretty much assured. There's I that. fucking actually wear on the street is that fucking Tom Savini's cum is brown and his shit is white. It's vice versa. Why? Uh, so- that is an, <laughs> ugly, that's an ugly thing you just said. Because he's so fucking horny. That's why. It sounds like a downstairs mix-up. <laughs> he's so... He's, he's, he's so... He <laughs> sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the anatomy term. <laughs> what do we have here is a downstairs Kelsey, up. slap your thighs a little bit more so Dude, that Mike picks it up. Can you imagine someone being like, oh man, I'm going to come in you? And he's like spreading his butt cheeks and shitting cum into a woman instead of fucking. It's uh, like his ass is a cloak. <laughs> I got to go take a dump. And he goes in there and just starts pissing shit out of his pee hole. Oh my God. Pissing oh shit out of God. his pee hole. Do you want to see my downstairs mix up? Do you think you could love me? And then there's this random Native American guy that you're looking at him, you're like, why are they focusing on him? Oh, yeah. I don't understand. Foreshadowing. Yeah. This guy's dressed like Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Excellent. Nice Native American reference <laughs> in a <video. laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. Way to be Thank woke. You. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love it. 
So once after they make camp, um, Steve gives gives Billy the business card for Bon Tempe and um tries like basically trying to sell him on it like you know you can make some money like you're not making any money right now you're broke you have mm-hmm. no money you're taking all these people these lo- these long hairs bagman tells them a story about basically how he had like given up on life and but now like he has something to live for which it is why when no he was sense. beaten in the jail he was able to laugh that's what i'm saying it's like philosophical the fight he has fight um, for survival versus yeah. the fight for truth yeah. he has and meaning just... in his life so after they all fall asleep what does billy do Feels the bike. Throws the card in the he fire. Sneaks, sneaks away. away. Yeah. <laughs> so this is when Ed shows up at the council meeting and loses his oh fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. Merlin's not here. Where's Doc? There's no goddamn Which council meeting without me. This this whole acting at eleven is juxtaposed with Tuck and the and the, <laughs> yeah. and the paparazzi Eating chick, with slippery, greasy cheese, fucking yeah. and like grease over uh, pepperoni nips and so all sorts weird. of shit. They're living the dream. Boobies. That's she has cheese fun. boobies. Dude, I love it when he goes in there and and he fucking like takes the pizza or something away from him and he leaves the door open. He's like the fact that it's like door. shut the door and he goes back so pissed <laughs> off <laughs> and slams the door shut. That's like my favorite scene in the whole fucking yeah. movie. Uh, no, I love he throws when, it on the dude. Yeah, because he asked her, "Are you with that guy out there?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then he takes the pizza over to him, and he throws the pizza on Bon Tempe, and Bon Tempe's like, "I didn't order that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the fun, like the funny like little humor that's like like kind of it's put in there. It's so goofy. It is Just it's a really goofy. goofy. <laughs> Plus, he's wearing like this like what satin white yeah, yeah, it's like be- suit, and like he's got his like chesticles exposed. Mm-hmm. So basically, this is when Morgan kind of like is making his move again to split because Billy, yeah, because Billy has no interest in this, so and he's his, trying to get in with uh, Sheila. His girlfriend is is like basically telling him not to do it, though. Kid yeah. sister. Kid- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. When you're Savini, you want some of that. After a while, like you're having sex with kid sister, co- cotton oh pussy. You want some of that manwich pussy, like sloppy, <laughs> really, just like you know. Rich in vitamins, pussy. Hardened by life. Yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Uh, sir, <laughs> oh, no. sir, sir, sir Junite, could you please give me a morsel of meat? And with this, the ultimate temptation laid bare, Bontempi schemed and plotted with care to steal the knights from our king, a dastardly contract he would bring. But they still did. They didn't show Tom Savini dick. I need to no, say No, no, they didn't. But he's one of those little tights. I mean, the little trunks at one point yeah. when he's swimming. Each one of his abs looks like a mogwai. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it wet. <laughs> he got it wet. He got so wet. Oh, man. It's, it's, oh, it's so wet. So wet. <laughs> so wet. So they have, um, they have like their, you know, jousting battle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And ba- basically shit just starts going nuts. It all so falls apart. Yeah. It really does. So this last, the final battle is, you know, to determine the champion. Um, they immediately are just going like Rocky wants a hand weapon and no rail. So it's like, it's very rough. Yeah. You know, it's like a very rough. Billy's distracted. Mm-hmm. They're like playing what this is when they like get the sound, the sound booth. So he's uh, playing so music. Mad. Yes. And people are dancing. Well, it's and they, like, know, they know the show's about to end because everyone's splitting off. And this is the last hurrah. And they're all 
pissed. At one point, a woman takes a whole motorcycle to the chest. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because it almost runs over uh, the baby. Yeah. I love the ragdoll that she does. And when they find her, she's got like the arms twisted at a weird angle <laughs> yeah. and like road rash across her face. Yeah. I that, like, she's that, fine. She's that fine. That bike goes rogue and tries to take out that piece of shit baby. Mm-hmm. He knows that baby I from the war. <laughs> he knows that baby. Person. So yeah, they get the mom away on a stretcher, and then the at this point, like there's chaos. Yeah, so the, all the local guys just start taking weapons and riding around on their motorcycles. Like, yeah, they're fucking everything. Shit up. It's and like then, skinhead Nazis. It's really whatever, weird. Just, yeah. And the blackbird. Right. Right. So oh, like. Oh yeah. So the he right. appears. Billy the smoke. Billy comes out of the truck and he sees the guy with the blackbird. And uh, Alan is basically like, dude, you can't do this. You're injured. Let me do it for you. And then he's like, I'll fight you, Alan. I'll yeah. fight you. I'll fight anybody who stops me. And then I'm fighting the blackbird. You're not my friend anymore. I'll, <laughs> I'll fight you. No and sense. he fucking flips him off of his bike. Yeah, Alan's yeah. like, you made strawberry jam come out of my nostrils. <laughs> you know what? Nostrils. You know what, Ed? I can't believe we used to play Yu-Gi-Oh together. I'm never going to bring my cards over again. Bring me back my pot collection. So then Billy has this epic battle against the Blackbird guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Merlin it's comes intense. over. They're watching. It is very intense. It's everybody's, very epic. Everybody's anxious. Yeah. Those stunt doubles were amazing. He knocks the guy off the bike and he go. everyone gets really quiet and he goes over and he's kind of, and he's, and he's, he's injured and weak and he's stumbling and he gets over to him and when he points the tip of his sword onto his chest, <sighs> the blood is just running Dreading. down his arm and down the his bl- sword. The blood of the yeah. king has been spilt on the blackbird, and it's a symbol. I got so I got so I got so excited. It's a symbol. And then he yields to him, and Kelsey's that's, and that's like it. symbolism. I'm symbolism. gonna come. <laughs> Is it a metaphor? I love it. So yeah, Billy's carried away because he's he's injured. Um, and then later, Alan and Julie leave because he needs time away from all this. Mm-hmm. He just need, he just needs to ride. I always felt like this was a weird like '70s movie thing where it's uh. Everyone goes up on their own journey, and I mean, the Muppets did it right, and then they got back together. So, oh, Muppets are back again. <laughs> what? Yeah, again, again. Really? Yeah, they're on Disney Plus now. Oh, this is the part where we get Savini sprawled out on, the, on, the, on his. Uh, oh yeah, the photo his shoot. Knight Rider's well, well, first. There's we, a pool party well, first. Yeah, yes. you're gonna miss the pool party. We get to see him oh, do yeah, yeah, yeah. that amazing yeah. front flip, and Bon Tempe shows up, and he's like, "So decadent, Washington D.C. decadent." Here's my, what the here's, my, here's my eight foot wife. Yeah. <laughs> eight foot wife. Here's my wife, the face, and it looks like Ric Flair walking in the yard. <laughs> like, She's what? like eighty percent teeth. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like did Tom Petty and Ric Flair fuck? Because Jesus Christ, your wife looks like a wrestler. But as soon as he shows up, Sheila's like, "I'm Audi," and Savini's like, "I'm right behind you." And then they go inside so they can boobies. And she puts on a yeah. lace like jumper <laughs> and is in there like Fine showing her it. boobies off. Yeah. Fine with it. Yeah. yeah but she's like, guess what? Too bad my husband's gonna come home soon Bummer. and then it'll be over. And Savini did not know because he is. But he also doesn't bat an eye. No, he doesn't like, care. Daddy horny. Did they still oosh in it? Oosh it? They all finish. They're done. I mean, I don't know. That's just where it ends. They're just making they out. Know, oh, wait, yeah. the best line because they cut back to the pool and Bon Tempe's like, oh, yeah. well, all the cool people left. Yeah. <laughs> and Tuck is like, what is it? He's like, Baby, love Joe. Joe's smooth. <laughs> oh, because really? oh, he has so the, the inflatable whale. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, we, had a, we had a baby. We had a baby. <laughs> and he's like, Baby, love Joe. Joe's smooth. I was like, that feels that's like so a movie weird. I'm here for. <laughs> well, that feels like that's probably an ad lib. Yeah. Like, just do something with these goddamn pool flotation devices. 
It was and Orca. then the next day is when they have this photo shoot yeah. where uh, Savini's sprawled yeah. on some Night Rider oh sign. I'm wearing like this picture a bunch, but I never knew where it was from. Oh my god, it is so, so awesome. funny. Softcore Conan porno. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with yeah. like half naked ladies all around him. Yeah. What oh were the directions god. they were giving him? It was like really weird. They're like, look, look like you're happy. Look like you're. You're the king of the world. You're a happy yeah. sea otter that got so much pussy. <laughs> and he's like, what? You're going to get as much food as you want at the Olive Garden. Oh. Why don't you just crank that Speedo out like a sexy salamander? Yeah. You're in the water and some seahorses come. And I fuck them. <laughs> Ladies, I'm going to need to see the grouper technique from you and wider, 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 wider. Mm -hmm, All right, good. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Right there. Every time they zoom in on fucking Tom Savini's crotch, Gene looks like he's got a panty hamster in there. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting to come up, just come running out. It's not out. good. <laughs> he's leaking coleslaw. Yeah, where that panty hamster? <laughs> <laughs> so back at the camp, um, Billy, like, he's kind of walking around and he ends up sitting with the guy who's playing the guitar singing his little song that mm. he hasn't finished yet. The composer of the film. That's important later. Uh-huh. Um, and they start talking about the guys who left, and Billy is, like, convinced that um, they're going to come back. And, uh, oh, and, and the guy's, like, very thankful, like, you know, you, you've given us all a chance to be here or whatever, because Billy's like, you know, I don't, I don't pay attention to any of you guys. <laughs> like, I treat you all like garbage all yeah. the time. And, and Billy's like, could I, could I hear that song? And he's like, uh, uh, the song isn't kind of finished yet. You'll hear it later when the, uh, the, the actual script is done. Because I can't. Yeah, I, yeah, but I couldn't even understand what he was saying, and our subtitles are so fucked up. But, like, the lyrics yeah. were not what he was saying at all. It was, cute. Yes. It no. was like, burn babies, burn down every single village. <laughs> babies will burn down this entire world. Babies will kill the entire world. Watch out for the babies. Your okay. children will kill you. The babies are coming. <laughs> this is my rifle. This is my gun. This is shooting. This is for fun. <laughs> um, so, also, so Alan's still visiting with those friends, and I think he, and he decides, like, it's he's gonna, to he's get, gonna yeah. ditch yeah, after to ditch that kid. Oh, weird Marlon Brando he's, like he's, yeah that was super weird Tom Savini's there for like half a day and he's like yeah I think I'm done with this everyone's done with it Tom yeah. Savini's done with it Alan's ready to get back he's ready to get ready dump uh, Julie back yeah, off the, at home the scene of, of him going into the hotel room and they're just thrashing yeah. him destroying oh, the whole place yeah. yes so yeah then he's like he's all bummed and he's sitting outside like on the ground with a like, flower the real world's no fun <laughs> not a fun yeah. place and Alan rides up, and um, and, and I he, guess he has Bagman with him. Who Alan? Yeah, he no, has, he's he has something else. He has, just he has another. another, Bors, just another I think his name yeah, 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 that's right. Mm. And he says there can only be one king, Morgan. You can't just split off and start over again whenever you want. We both know that inside. There can only be one king one time. That's the law. That's the law. Okay. And then they decide we're yeah, going to take Ed then, Harris's asshole. <laughs> and now <laughs> everybody comes say. back together. I mean, the whole and, and holy crap, the uh, the armor and the new bike. The foam. Oh, the so foam. What we, is so um, funny. Yeah. What we what can we do with these tubular foam pieces that we have that normally are, are in the pool for for fight with noodles? Yeah. When uh, they show back up, they're he's like, like they're like Flash Gordon knights. <laughs> Ed, do you like my kiss costume? I'm was, the spaceman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking I won't fucking this. kiss. <laughs> it's like role models. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird. Kiss my Anthea. Because like Alan basically went to him and was like, hey, let's overthrow the king and convince him that this is a good thing. Because that's what they do. They go and they're like, oh, let's let's negotiate well, getting rid of you. Alan doesn't want to overthrow their king. He wants to do it by the proper procedure. Yeah. Let's do it by the They book. do a, chal a challenge by the challenge for the crown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they get back. Billy is doing what again? 
standing in the fucking river oh my naked with self-flagellating but like, so white when they show him here he doesn't have any injuries you no. can't see it yeah but that's what i don't understand like later they show him bleeding out yeah yeah well he I, does he because he rips open that that wound obviously is not healed uh, that's why he's bleeding later it didn't seem like that bad of a wound i mean i don't know they said it just nicked it I mean, they just missed his artery everything always just misses an artery anyway it misses the artery but it's close enough to the artery that you could still leech blood right. out. Yeah. What? Just, that just doesn't make randomly sense. Yeah. for no reason so billy comes up from the river and uh meets up with morgan and, and alan and this is um so the reconciliations right mm-hmm. he's like you know he's, oh, he says to billy um if you would allow me i'll fight for, i'll fight for you in defense of the crown these others will challenge and then they all cry yeah dude there's so many tears Ed Harris so sweet. was just so hard in this scene and fuck because he's just immediately starts crying yeah he does i was like dude this motherfucker <laughs> apparently <laughs> all dick, these dick tears are strong tears. apparently all these tears were real because <laughs> yeah. they had been shooting and bonding for three months and oh they were God. all very upset about the finale of the film. About what was about oh, to happen? I mean, yeah, when you're when you're just fucking smashing in the cars for three months, your brain's probably so fucking, <laughs> like, just, re- I don't want to say that word, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying they had all traumatic brain injuries and they were acting yeah. on these impulses. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was also exactly. a really weird song that was playing when they were all coming back to the camp and it was just people in the background going, la, 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 so everyone here come the babies come here come the babies coming to kill us all oh my god here comes the moms and i push in their fontanelles it's just like people picking up babies with salad tongs and immediately crunching their heads i push the fontanelles into my eyes would you like some more fontanelle croutons say when say when so everyone, everyone so like a, a metal tongue depressor, just be like, and it's squished your brain. And it's squished your brain. I will dominate the world. I will dominate the world. I will dominate the world. Okay. I will do- oh my God. What the fuck, guys? It's John like, just pouring, John pouring their brain yolks in a pan and like eating it. And then he sends us a picture of that with like pork roll and Instagram Messenger. <laughs> Next uh, on HBO, Band of Babies. <laughs> <laughs> Direct, directed and produced by Tom Hanks. Look, guys, I'm eating baby brains again. So uh, everyone immediately gets to work, fixing the bikes, making new weapons, getting ready because everyone's on board. It's the final countdown. That would have been a good song, but no. And so then the joust begins. Uh, Morgan and Alan are the, I guess they're, oh, that's that's they're like the main. So the thing is like they're like the main battle, but then everyone is jousting around <laughs> them, which like I didn't anticipate. I was very no, confused why? when it started. Yeah. Like, this is a really hard thing to shoot because the only way you can kind of tell who's who is when they like have those B shots of them lifting up their visors yeah, and mm-hmm. looking back behind themselves, and then closing their visors again yeah. because. Otherwise, it's a bunch of fucking dudes on bikes yep. with, like, dust and smoke yes. going on. Going vroom, vroom. Right. So, in the center, right, they're on their, like, little sidecar things, and they're fighting, but Alan's car, his the bike won't start. Yeah. So, then there's, like, they have to, like, protect him as everyone's trying to come around and get him. And it's, like, this really epic, long battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
there's like all the other knights are getting taken out around them and morgan loses his his weapon so then he doesn't have any weapons and then alan loses his driver yep he gets a new driver bike won't start again so finally they kind of like they're both they're both like back in the battle uh morgan kind of gets knocked off he's being dragged he's back up and then morgan picks up a broken lance from the ground and he mm-hmm. for bogus alan right off the bike that they and both tried to grab for 20 wins. minutes and he wins here's, my, here's my most confused i mean wean. here's the part that i'm most confused about though <laughs> he is <Okay>. wario when <laughs> When he like wow, when he eventually all. gives the crown or whatever yes. to fucking Morgan, the the queen like runs to the other guy like she was a yeah. sex slave. She the whole wanted time. to be with him. Yeah, the whole time. I'll, that's I'll actually, well, that's I'll the classic. That. Like, yes. it's uh, Lancelot. You want to? I'll I'll let you. I'm gonna roast it. I'm gonna let you roast it. That's fine. Yeah, she doesn't hesitate. She's like, a pe- well, she early in in the movie she does also hint that like yes. she says. I'm not sure that I'm here for you anymore. Oh my god! She was making you know? eyes at Alan the but whole time. But she's still time. fucking him in the woods. I mean, what yeah, you well, she's his queen. <laughs> fucking the, wo- the, fuck lo- the woods contaminate the goods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. But this, All but this right. is like really this. This whole thing is like very emotional yeah. because he's like handing his crown over, and I kept thinking and he gets little kisses from Ed. Oh my god, I love when he takes the crown off his little weird like nest hair. Yeah, and it's like all like it looks like just like cotton balls that like aren't glued down to like a snowman good enough, and they're about to like blow away any second. <laughs> but I don't. I also like kept expecting like um, Morgan to say like no I don't want yeah, the crown no. and, you know so it'll be like a happy mm-hmm. ending but no this no movie he wants it you must continue the he tradition he looks like yeah. you know what I like to think I like to think that like Ed Harris knew something like he knew he knew a little something maybe he knew that like the babies were coming to bomb that right. like, particular yes. part of town and so he was like getting out before the fucking baby bombers came so someone like gave him some uh he information some, ahead of yeah, time he got some intel like somebody le- like somebody <laughs> said he got some uh fontanelle shadowing and and like he's walking away and billy goes to stroke merlin's cheek and he says i love you <laughs> yeah it's so <laughs> weird i love it it's it like, is weird it's, it's almost like ooh bromance but also Mm, I thought he. I thought that he, was real. I didn't know he I, said that. Yeah, I thought yeah. he said the first thing he whispers is like, I love "He's you. telling everyone." I thought he was saying, "I wish it was your dick." He <laughs> says, "I love you, my master." Goodbye. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what he says. Oh. Yeah, weird. But I mean, yo, and then just, I support bromance. Then he just starts evaporating. <laughs> Tell your friends you love them. <laughs> yeah, and then he like says goodbye. He just and he leaves. He rides off, and mm-hmm. um, the blackbird follows. Blackbird follows him, and first stop, it's at a diner. Oh, where this, this, is, this is he knows. this is almost like the epilogue kind mm. of yeah. it feels like it yeah. should like, have been I, an epilogue or I like in the credits you know yeah Roll i didn't credits know and play this that this was coming because i was like okay this movie's over yes. and i went and let the dogs out and came back 10 minutes later and it was still happening <laughs> did alex come in and was like who let the dogs there out? there were many times <laughs> when alex came in and he was like what is this shit you're still <laughs> I watching lost, it i feel like i lost 12 hours of my life watching this yeah, film. yeah. yeah. well i'm sorry we it's haven't long. finished yet no I'm, we're not there no we're not there yet can we please go back he's gonna fuck in the woods Contaminate the goods. <laughs> Is that, that what you were laughing still about? laughing about? <laughs> Contaminate the goods. That's a S-Y-L-S-P-S-A. Yeah. S-Y-L-S-P-S-A. Cool. So his first stop is at a diner where he runs into the fat cop 
and he Ow. he doesn't his run ass. into he well, has he chased down this cop but how did he know he was there and he looked for cares. him he probably went no. to the sheriff's office and was like oh where's that guy and then he's like oh did i not just tell you about the baby intel yeah yeah well here's the thing no right you're right melissa nobody cares because he's probably a jerk to everybody he must be. Yeah. everyone is happy to see him get his ass kicked yeah it and he gets very relevant it thrown can, in the it refrigerator <laughs> yeah thrown in the refrigerator he ruined a perfectly good soft serve though <laughs> I, mean, I love in that scene the lady's just racking up the dad yeah. like fuck yeah i'm gonna charge you for this that was like improv but the lamest form of improv because it was like i'm gonna oh yeah i should put this in your ear hole like what yeah it's so stupid okay but the next the next stop you think it's is over to a to a school where oh how he finds the, how? Kid, the kid who wanted his signature he found baby he, he well, finds it, baby stephen king it's billy it's the the other kid whose name was billy right yes but and how he, he goes into the classroom and he's covered the in blood he's covered in blood and dirt and he goes into this classroom just with all these children and he gives them a sword this is the same thing think about oh my th- god think about this think about a guy going into a freaking like where all the babies are and just handing the baby a bomb <laughs> <laughs> and saying take care of this oh it would be the weirdest thing you'd yeah. call police it's fucking sick yeah. i love it i, I, I love imagining I'm this the trigger gr- man now <laughs> oh this God. grown almost homeless looking guy just walks into this school kicks the yes. door and is like here is a extremely dangerous weapon billy mm. do good yeah, but, and then he's like excuse me ma'am i'm sorry to interrupt your class okay here and she go. smiles she smiles about it. She's like, this is great. We're do you getting guys, weapons. Wait, wait, do you guys remember, though? You must be his uncle. Baby Miles Dyson is holding the trigger in the building. He's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where they just looped it over and over again. <laughs> and they blow up the building. So then they're off, and they're... They're from this movie still going on. They're yeah. riding down the road, <laughs> yeah. and you see like that he's bleeding pretty profusely. Yes. I'm just impressed and, he manages to get he start, anywhere he with that helmet out. on. And, right, yeah. and he's like getting weak, and you see he lifts up his face shield, and he's like having a hard time seeing, sitting upright. Mm-hmm. And then he smiles and he envisions himself on a trusty steed. Riding, <laughs> he's riding to Valhalla. Steps. Yes, yes. <laughs> and. He gets fucking decimated by a tractor trailer. Decimated. <laughs> he pet like, wow. got his shoes flying in I the air. so hard and rewound it. Oh, no. It was like, did that just happen? Decimated by a trailer. That reminds me of a song. Oh. Uh, M- Melissa, please. Fair lady, please. Would you? I love that John doesn't take the prop and just put it down. He, he has to eat it, it while he's going. It's like putting a coin in him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John, I want to be big. John's like a... John's like exactly. A, I'm Zoltar now? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Melissa's like, put some steak in that fat jukebox. <laughs> mm. And thus King Billy got his revenge. He smote that bastard deputy in the end. Morgan was king and Bontempe's plan was thwarted. Billy took to the road, his legacy rewarded. His body at peace, as well as his soul, Billy sacrificed his mortal tether as foretold. scene is his funeral where the guitar guy finishes he plays his finished song right mm-hmm. so now finally Here, here's the song as i heard it yes 
We got a gay man. We got a brown man. Oh, we got a black no. man. We got a white man. But we don't got any lesbians. And we don't got any Asians. You gotta set the limit somehow. We also hate the equestrians. <laughs> but they have a R- lesbian. RP. Is there? Yes. Which one? Rocky. The knight. The Rocky. woman knight. Rocky. No. Well, I didn't know she was I mean, lesbian. They, they hate it. I thought she was just masculine. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't there's, assume- there's always like a woman in the scene that's like her handmaiden or whatever. Yeah. They, don't really, they don't really I didn't want to assume She never just stands there and says, I am... She's confident. Well, I mean, she could She's just be confident. bisexual. Yeah. Or I, mean, else I, mean, some, I mean, Jesse, it's subtext. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sex below the but actual But you know, text. who are we to put gender on her? Exactly. Yeah. Who are we? Uh, so, yeah. So, this is it. Everyone's kind the of final. Throwing, throwing their flowers on his casket. And a blackbird watches from a telephone pole as the troops moving on to the next mm-hmm. town. Love it. Four hours later. And it's over. <laughs> Four hours later. Well, you know, I mean, Kelsey, this was your pick, so uh, you get to go first. first. Yes, I will go first. Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, I dock it a point for being too fucking long. (laughs) It's way too long. But it is a pure ride of dorky whimsy and, like, just slapstick goofums and social commentary. Uh, Romero loves to riddle his films with the little social commentary and you know, racial equality and sexuality and questioning yourself. And I I think my favorite part about Romero is that his characters like that, like BIPOC characters, never feel token or forced. He just hires people. The honor integrity theme of Camelot. The fuck I don't know, the fucking jousting. I love all the jousting and riding on the motorbikes and this all the motorbike action and all the stunts that they do are so cool give me like a huge ass turkey leg and a big thing of cider or mead and i'll stand on the side and just wave my <laughs> body like yes, I love it! justin how about you uh yeah i really like this movie as well i saw this movie around the same time as i saw excalibur because they were both like released around the same time i love both those movies there's something really special about this movie i don't think i would like this movie as much as i like this movie if the if, if there was horses in it I know that sounds really fucking stupid, but I feel like that changes like the whole tone of the movie. It makes it like very, very, very just like surreal to me. And um, I love Ed Harris in it. His acting is awesome. I actually also really like Tom Savini in it. It's got all that social commentary that um, you know, you know George Romero for, but I think it's a little ham and fisted in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not really like doesn't really have that impact for me as far as that goes. I just think overall it's a fun movie. It feels like more. Um, like an exploitation movie but I don't mean really because he's like exploiting you know people but it's just like the settings and everything make it feel that way um, yeah it's like a 7 out of 10 I like it I like it a lot I love the fucking box artwork for it I love the, the yes. there's a German poster of it that's even better and it has like fucking Ed Harris's he- head in the corner and then it's like a black knight that artist that you share all the time I think he actually might have did the artwork for Enzio it Enzio Schiotti yeah um, it could have possibly well, been him Boris Vallejo did the the main poster yeah. for that who I love which is funny because Romero talked about it and he's like you know they were marketing this film and like they you know the Sam had this like envision of the poster and he's like he was obsessed with this poster art with Ed Harris on the bike and he's like I don't know what it means and he's like I look at it and I'm like I think it like looks like rollerball and he's like it doesn't tell anybody anything though I don't understand yeah you need that <laughs> I mean I feel like you need that like to suck people in to watch that movie because otherwise what what's really going to bring you to watch that movie I think the absurdity of it is what made me want to watch it the first time because I was just like what the fuck is this movie made by a dude who's known for zombie movies and it has a fucking knight on a motorcycle on the cover what the fuck and then you see you know and then of course like you look at the back of the VHS and you see all these names that you know from all his other fucking movies so you're right. like yeah I'm going to watch this Yeah, yeah. and it's like I think it's a very underrated movie of his 
at like it's Martin is like it reminds me very very much like Martin. They're way more. I feel like they feel more amateurish than like his other stuff. Um, it almost feels like a college. college yeah, it feels like project just, movie. Feels like a something somebody guy and his friend did for fun. Like that's yeah. how that's how Martin feels when you watch Martin too. Yeah. It's got like that same like rough around the edges kind of thing. What about you, Steph? You go. I th- I I think I want to say a seven. I I think it's a really good movie. I don't have the problem with it being too long. I don't feel like it was it's it's too long at all. I, mean, it's, I feel like it's hard to judge sometimes when we do these movies because you're because you're annoyed because you have to take notes. And <laughs> yeah. so like yeah. and so like yeah. when you're just sitting no. there and watching something, you're you're enjoying it for the movie. Right. When you're sitting when you're there taking and taking notes and pausing and it, and rewinding, like, yes. uh, rewinding to and try like, to get the quote. That yeah. like a two and a half hour it movie takes, takes five it, hours. It really? takes something yeah. out of it for me. But I've seen this movie yeah. multiple times, so it wasn't like a first time yeah. watch. So yeah. No, I I, I mean I really like I. I, I didn't remember anything from my first watch, which probably because I only watched like five minutes of it before I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, that's about so right. So I honestly didn't really. I had. I was like, I, I didn't know anything that's about your this brand. movie. That's your definitely your brand. So it's like I didn't really know anything. It's like yeah. first watch, going in fresh, and I have to say, it's it was way more serious than I anticipated it to be. I love that ending. Um, I didn't say it, by the way, but that fucking ending is awesome. It, yeah, it which, is uh, awesome. The Sons of Anarchy plagiarizes. Well, Steph actually like brought up a cool thing about it because it's like this movie is like so weird, like just with like philosophical stuff and like. When he gets hit, there's no blood or body parts. It's almost like no, he's no. Just, like, he's no, gone. his soul it's flies away. Like, I mean, yeah. it's almost like somebody threw a bunch of uh, truck parts and, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, and I don't parts think it was ground. intentional at and all. Elbow, elbow pads. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I, I, I like think, to think it was. I think it could have been. That was my question. Was like, no. was he supposed yeah, man, to have it was transmigration of yeah. the soul, no. bro? Yeah, he went to Camelot. The magic's in the well, soul. I wouldn't think that if it wasn't fucking brother Blue Spout and all this fucking shit the whole time. And then like so, and they talk about magic and how they believe in it. I don't know. Who knows? When you live the fantasy fantasy you die the fantasy i feel like i will watch any movie that and ed harris he's so good it's so true i mean you know who else sam neil he's another one but um i just had to throw that in there but anyway so mm-hmm. I, I don't know i thought so, it was really so, great we're talking about you getting double teamed it's definitely gonna be sam, <laughs> sam neil I mean, not, maybe, maybe in their prime oh. i think i appreciate it more because it is a serious movie there's weird beats in you know? the movie that make it feel like it's not serious and you're like no yeah. it definitely no it's a fucking serious it's a yeah. sad movie it's serious um yes yeah, so i'm gonna go with a seven i stand by that john Oh man, um, <laughs> this is the first time I actually saw this movie. I was kind of like putting this off, putting this off because I really love Romero, but I'm like more acquainted with Romero and his his horror films. And and Romero like is holds a special place in my heart because he's the he's the director that got me into horror in the first place. And uh, you know his like social undercurrent of all of his films made me feel like horror could be a vehicle for so many different things, which I've talked about before when we did like Night Living Dead and some of his some of his other stuff. And um, like watching this film initially I was like man the social commentary in this film and like all these Ed Harris monologues really seemed to me like Billy is fucking George Romero and George Romero is Billy and then um, the Blu-ray had a special feature of like talking for like 15 minutes with George Romero and George Romero was like yeah I like watched this film like two years ago and I was looking about it and he was like really old by this point I don't know when they did it maybe like I don't know like five or six years ago or something like that and uh, he's like yeah I this, I definitely wrote Billy and it was myself because <laughs> it's really if you, if you pay attention to the dialogue you know Ed Harris is basically saying like I you know I you know I'm not gonna succumb to the man I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to the passions of of this this troop and and it's gonna be about each other and we're not gonna deviate and we're not gonna take the money and we're just gonna do this thing you know whether you know we're getting table scraps or not this is what we're gonna do because we're here for each other and anybody who takes the man's money fuck him and at the time, George Romero was at a point in his career where he, you know, Hollywood seeping in, studios were getting all the movie projects, and he, and, you know, 
he talks about this film and, and that three picture deal that he did with you know um, the producer to do Creep Show and then Day of the Dead, where like he talks about like this is like the most freedom he's ever had in his career because he was able to do what he wanted. The studio didn't interfere, the producers didn't interfere, and he was able to make the films as he saw them on the screen, which is why probably this movie ran for two and a half hours and like he was able to kind of have all the creative freedom he wanted, and like. That hit, that hit home for me more so than probably anything that's going on in the film. And also, like, this movie is, like Jesse said, a who's who of, like, all the people that's ever worked on his literary stuff before. All, all the movies going on forward. It's just a preview of, like, all the people that were going to work on all of his projects and stuff like that. And I really appreciate that. So it's an eight for me. Uh, Ben? Oh boy! All right, so I'm gonna start with things that I liked about this because <laughs> it's always a good none. sign. Yeah, uh, I like the motorcycles. I think that Knights on motorcycles is awesome. Big fan of Knights in general. I think Ed Harris is acting a 12 out of 10 during this whole thing. Um, I like actually all the acting in it, and I think it's it's shot very competently, and the stunt work is extremely impressive for the time that no one is dead. Now. Uh, I think it meanders like crazy. I think that there's like a bunch of plot points that I would have liked to see expanded on. I think that like the Julie character and the spousal abuse thing that's happening with her parents is something that they abandon. Um, there's a point in the movie where I felt like I think, but I think that is like more not supposed to really focus on the aspect that she's being abused. I think it's supposed to be like this is a place for like misfits and people that like aren't wanted or, or don't belong. So I think they just do that and then they move away from it. I don't really think they need to focus on it any more than they already do. I, I did like the idea of it. Like, he looks at her. It just, like, it feels rushed to me. Like, he looks at her on the rock, and she's, like, listening to music and reading, like, uh, some sort of teen magazine. Yeah. yeah. He's basically like, yeah, you don't belong here. Mm. And I like that idea. Um, I Initially, I legitimately was like, oh, Ed Harris is a psychopath who, like, did heroin, and now his <laughs> only escape is pretending to be a knight. Yeah, well, we, so- like, we, like, totally went over some of, like, just glossed over some of his monologues but he has great monologues in here like john said and like the one thing where he says like he's fighting the dragon that's like yeah it's like I, that's what i like to think i was like it would be awesome if he was fucking crazy and he actually thought like dragons did exist and he was yeah. like schizophrenic and shit and, and when george romero was like having this the interview um he was he was talking like like you know that the ending you know some people interpret it as like it's an accident and billy just kind of went into the road and, and and got hit by this truck and and he was talking about like how he felt in his own career that he was kind of like self-destructive because he was basically like, I'm going to be indie at all costs. And I'm going to pass on all these great scripts that I've gotten because it's not what I want to do. And there was this through line with him and Billy being like, yeah, I could have, you know, Billy could have taken Bon Tempe's money and like kind of made a ha- niched out a happy living with him and his troop. But at the end, like he only saw one way forward because his, like his, his, his method of thinking was so rigid that this was the only path that he saw for himself and anybody, any other outsider that came in just w- was never going to be able to translate to that. Well, I mean, it, so initially, uh, what I'm saying is it seemed a little muddled at the beginning. We're not even muddled, but it was, like, unclear to me. I legitimately was waiting for Ed Harris to be like, yeah, I had an addiction problem or I was an abusive individual. And, like, this is the life that I carved out for myself. And I guess to the degree Romero explains that, like, it doesn't matter. It's there are all these people's faith in this idea that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um I also feel like the movie ends and then we get like some weird like borderline taxi driver shit with him beating up that cop and then doing like the whole free bird ride into a truck kind of situation. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was a little bit strange for me. 
Um, Definitely has those Easy Rider moments in it, though, where it feels like Easy Rider. Like yeah. somebody was influenced by Easy Rider and like, I'm going to put this, some of that in this. You know, now let's talk up. about where it strays away from the Arthurian legend, <laughs> okay? Because originally, uh, Morgan Le Fay fucked King Arthur, and Mor- she was his sister. Mm-hmm. And they had a mm-hmm. kid mm-hmm. out of, who ends up being a Mordred. challenger to King Arthur. Mm-hmm. So the Blackbird Knight was, I was like waiting for him to Maybe. turn out to be like, a bastard son and the question Steph asked about well why does uh, Alan and the queen end up together that's because Lancelot. Guinevere yeah fucked Lancelot and left King Arthur mm. but it's all muddled doesn't make sense it's, to me. it's not muddled it's subtled yeah, yeah I, <laughs> think, so, I think uh, I think he didn't want it to be so literal but and just Merlin, sort of hinted at Merlin brings that up too of like the Arthurian legend because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be self aware of the stuff that they're mimicking yeah you know, it's not supposed to be one for one. So, I mean, I, I there are parts of it that I enjoyed. Overall, it's like a six out of ten for me. Melissa? I mean, I feel like <laughs> the always, cover, starts the with cover I mean. is very misleading. Because if you see the cover of Ed Harris, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a post-apocalyptic movie about... This motorcycle gang, but it's like King Arthur. But, but the trailer in the is the trailer is not that. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer because you guys didn't say you were like, don't watch anything. So then, when none of that starts to happen, no, Melissa, you did good. I'm just like, boogers, <laughs> what's happening right now? Yeah. Okay, they're at a Renaissance fair. All right, they're making like subtle things with King Arthur. Okay, cool. Um, I think for me, like not knowing like all the background of the director and everything and like the social commentary that he's trying to give out it was very subtle and then when he does do it in this movie i think it it isn't you know the smoothest and it's probably just because it was the time or whatever so like that's kind of lost on me and then like obviously not realizing that like oh this is him fighting the big uh, well, big movies and well, everything. I, I definitely like, think if you don't have a I, and and even George Romero says it himself he's like if you don't like l- want to know about my life and like you don't have an interest in me as yeah. a person you're probably going to come away from this film and again this film kind of bombed because I didn't know how to market it and stuff but this was his passion project and it's like yeah, yeah of course but if you don't have that passion for George Romero and you don't like want to kind of in a little in a insight into George Romero's brain, you're probably going to bounce off yeah. this. And I, and I totally see that. I like the, the group of actors that he had in this. Like, I'm not going to say none of them were good actors. I think they just didn't have a clear vision of the movie that he wanted to make, which is probably why there was like 17 hours worth of stuff that yeah. he didn't need. So what he did create was just like kind of push together and you're left to kind of try and figure out things that make sense out of things that you really shouldn't have to and like I get that you don't want people like hand feeding you things but it just it, for me it's not like my favorite movie that we've watched I think we all knew I probably wasn't gonna like rate <laughs> yeah. this very highly <laughs> uh, way too long well this movie's not really yeah. well written for a lot of actors yeah. in it. it's well written for Ed Harris all the other actors yeah. barely have they don't have really like no. memorable lines they don't have they don't really say much of anything yeah. they're just there to get the story from point A to point B yes. you're really Agreed. just like and honestly if it wasn't for the, the on screen chemistry of all these people together because they've all worked together yeah. before for years and stuff like that this 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 
the whole movie would have bombed. That's yeah. Jet Ski, yeah, 100%. Yeah, just, and if Ed problem. Harris wasn't acting at a 10, and if the motor, if motorcycles weren't in it at all, <laughs> yes. it would be just yeah. a trash movie. With, without that, we would be talking yeah. about right now. Like, you would have to have the motorcycles in it. If they'd done it with horses, it would have made no sense. It would not have been as good. You wouldn't have been able to do the things that you were. It would have just been pedestrian. It would have been very yeah. boring. No, totally. Yeah, yes, but it just totally. like you sort of watch like. Oh, like, nothing. Oh yeah, people falling off a horse. Yep. Oh, that horse is jumping something. Again. I, mean, I could just go I to a Renaissance fair and watch. I would have. Uh, right, right, I would have right. been excited to see what Tom Savini yeah. would have concocted to make fake no. horses the entire time. Maybe <laughs> that. Maybe that. Yeah. I'm like, but man, it, they made that horse explode really, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess for too me many too, explosions. Like I'm not sympathetic to to Ed Harris's character in this because for me it feels like he's just pushing his beliefs on people and I get they're all there and they're kind of going along with it for the most part but he does kind of get to a point where like he isn't really like taking the people that are under his charge like he's not doing things in their best interest he's really just doing it yeah, because he's a, I think this he's a, he's is like a how he feels it's very, it is very yeah. cultish it's yeah. definitely so, like, cultish I yeah. don't have sympathy for him and Overall, for me, this movie ends up being like a four. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not watch it again. I wouldn't recommend I piss it. on you, George! <laughs> like, <laughs> his other movies, great. This, no. I appreciate what he was trying to do, but for me, it's a four. Melissa's like, I appreciate you, but shut the fuck up with that Knight Riders movie right now. Yeah. Off with his head. Well, the IMDB rating is a 6.3, and Rotten Tomatoes is 77%. All right, guys, I'm going to announce the next movie. So this is a Jonald pick from the director of Color Out of Space and kind of, but not really, but almost and just a little bit, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, his flavor is in there. He put his flavor in that porridge. Starring Dylan McDermott and Iggy Pop. It activates, it exhilarates, it exterminates. It's hardware from 1990. In the 21st century, an experiment is out of control. What is your primary function? <laughs> hardware. Rated R. Starts Friday, September 14th. Well, thank you for visiting my fantasy land and now into Jonald's land. Yeah. yeah we're Future all, world. We're strolling through fantasy lands I mean, well, the next couple you know, episodes. I mean, with, the, with this movie yep. and the next movie, I'm going to be straight dragging it. I just want to <laughs> I just want to say thank God it's not Bicentennial, man. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. That's okay. I'm going to table that would, for later. Would we Steph. allow that? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Bicentennial man has Sam Neill in it, so she, you should be all on board. I know. I never, I've never seen that movie. Oh, my God. And I, won't, and I won't. All right. So I have some new patrons to thank. Oh, yeah. And some of these guys are return patrons, so um, I, I'm going to just give everyone a shout-out from now on, hey, right? Hey, you come back, you leave and come back, you get a shout-out. Yeah, so. Whatever. Uh, James Madsen, Mikey, Jake the Snake, Carl Olaf, who lives in a fjord, Michael, yeah, yeah! Michael Jonathan Maxwell, Jack Hayden, and Derek Fott. He fucking fought for a country. He was one of them fucking... He was a baby bomber. Baby, yeah. baby bomber. <laughs> he was one of them veteran Look babies. Look who's bombing now. <laughs> it's cool when you make a necklace with baby ears because you can put twice as many ears on your necklace. <laughs> oh my, my father took my life and then my father took my ears. A pro-choice podcast. Say you love Satan. We're so close. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Discord movie meetup um, on Saturday the 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Whoever can be there will be there. If you're a Patreon member on the five dollar uh, level or above, you can get access to that on our Patreon. So until next episode, say you love Satan. Satan!
one. Suck Jesse's cock. Suck Jesse's hairy cock. Because of the end of civilization, the clamp cable network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. And then I realize it's but an endless strife And I may not ever rise Ascend above the petty things Instead of compromise I'm but a prisoner So set me free I live my life loud off ground high wound Like a storm cloud Mad dark wolf hound Is it rabies or just foam around my mouth? And do I claw against your throat or do I shout? So set me free I live